0: Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the War Movie Review Podcast. We're happy to have you with us as we take a look at films from the dawn of cinema to today. We aim to provide a raw and unapologetic review of each film's cinematography, historical accuracy, and delivery. In the process of analysis, certain details will be revealed. These spoilers are only divulged to ensure a fair assessment of each film. We head to South Vietnam this week with Brian Trenchard-Smiths, 1989 Vietnam War epic, The Siege of Firebase Gloria. As always, I'm joined by Mike B. Yes, sir. And Nate. Are you a Peter Puffer? We lost Michael somewhere outside the wire
1: this week. He'll, he might come back. Sapper got don't him.
2: Know. Sapper unit got
0: him.
1: Sapper sniper, we don't know. I actually you know. real like real real life, a sapper would get Mike A. Are you kidding me? Especially a female one. The the,
0: the sappers in this film, if you know what yeah. we're talking yeah. about, definitely get Mike
1: A. That's a honey mm-hmm. trap
0: if I've ever seen mm-hmm. one, You know <laughs> so, His but, head's gonna uh, be on a
2: fucking stake soon enough.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. So guys, uh what'd you think? Uh,
2: uh. Uh, do you wanna go first, Nate or
1: Yeah, I'll go first. put my 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 potatoes down um this movie is to quote jurassic park a big steaming pile of shit thank you (laughs) this is this is bad (laughs) this is this is a level of bad i i was very shocked by i was not ready for it um but there are some aspects of it that i did like i mean i always say that but Mm-hmm. there was i mean you have to see the effort in certain things but man trope 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 and trope uh from literally the last 15 years before that movie was made that's literally mm-hmm. all i saw in this movie was 20 i would say 20 yeah like yeah no, like right. well i mean well 20 years it was actually going but But you know what I mean, like, like, like every, every war type of, you know, I was, excuse me, I was shocked that this was 1989. I was shocked. I thought it was like 82, maybe 81. No. And then I have to remember, you know, uh, and then I'll, and then I'll hand it off. It's like, you, you, you have to think of it like this. Full Metal Jacket is such a success and such a big trope, and everyone wants to copy it. And so, what do you do? You get the guy who is the guy everyone was talking about. Because if you get that guy, this the movie's going to be amazing. Meh. <laughs> it, I was shocked. I mean, it was. Yeah, it was. I I don't I I, I, I want to launch into it already, but I need to pass it off. So, Brian, why don't you? launch it and I'll stuff a potato in my mouth like a good Irish person, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, I, I I get behind that. Yeah.
1: Um, no, hi, no, hi, no, hi.
0: I've wanted to do this movie for a while, because it's... It's an interesting movie. <laughs> like, my experience with it is, so I used to volunteer at a museum when I was like 12, for, a, for almost a decade, and... Like we watched a lot of war movies there and stuff. And behind like the TV we had was this old VHS tape of the siege of Firebase Gloria. And it was this movie that we always talked about, but we never watched like for a decade. Right. We watched tour of duty, which was the famous 1980s, like, you know, Vietnam war TV show. We watched everything else, but we didn't watch this movie. It wasn't until about five years ago that I finally sat down and I watched it for the first time. And I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> you know, like, w- w- Arlie Ermy did this? Like, you kidding me? Like, he did this with a straight face? Like, w- at what point did he just be like, well, the paychecks hasn't bounced yet, so I- I'm going to keep on going. But that being said, I mean, it does have some interesting things going for it. The firebase and the set are pretty fucking cool. I mean, obviously, there's some tropes and shit, but like, when you have real Hueys landing in Red Clay, and you have dudes covered in dust, and they're landing a Huey. It, like you can't get more real than that. So it's a very mixed bag of a movie. The other th- interesting thing that I like about it is the number of the NVA. Like there's a lot of them, and you Did don't come. see any chai. Oh yeah, uh, you don't see any Chicom rigs at all, which is you know really correct. Also, you don't see any red green at all, which is really cool to see because that's something that you see that would came out, you know, later in Vietnam, but also in the 90s, after the wall, all that shit came out of China, as surplus. So then you have all the green stuff used for NVA or Viet Cong. So that was the one nice thing to see, like, GI fuel gear and black pajamas. Other than that, it's a 1960s plotted film that was made in the 80s. You know? And... Ugh. 89. So well, close we'll, to we'll, the 90s, it's we'll, we'll really get into it, but, like... I don't know. It's uh it's an interesting film. That's all I really have to say to start out with, and I pass it off to Mr. Birch.
2: I'm gonna keep this very fucking short for once. <laughs> this was like you just said, and I that's why I gave you the thumbs up. This is a 1960s shitty war movie combined with Hyena Road. Mmm. Oh mm. no! I'll I'll explain no. it.
1: Right, go ahead, and then I'll rebuttal after your dog No,
2: no, 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 no. That that that's my intro. So okay. go ahead and rebut.
1: This movie actually had coverage, unlike that movie. That's the difference.
2: Alright, okay. I'm not saying hold the story. On, hold on, hold on, I'm not hold saying Pee no, no, no. I'm, I'm not about saying the, I, about. I know what
1: you're saying. Kong, but the coverage <clears throat> is. I know what you're miles saying. Miles better.
2: But I don't think it's much more than Diana Road did. And it's also a 1960s fucking action film.
1: Can. Well, okay. So to rebuttal that, I think the flailing of <laughs> the arms and. Ah, and and using a machete as a stabbing weapon and all that other shit that was happening. Well, you can do like, that. Well, yeah, but you can it's not like a puncture dagger. It's a fucking blunt ass blade that's sharp on, it's a, a gladius. on the side, right? So you're gonna slash. You're not gonna. You're not gonna. Imp- you can impale him, yes, but you can't. Like, it's not like you have, um, like, actually, like a gladius where it actually was a punt, a, a puncturing. You know, it, yeah, I, I, I retract. Thing. So. So I'm just no. I so Sean will Sean Sean will nut off to that but Sean Mike, Sean's, Sean's going to be like Mike you're a fucking retard <laughs> shut the fuck up but and you then know then what I wanna, you're talking about and then I want to hand it off to Brian because he's waving his hand yeah I know the, I know the I thing know, is I know. is that the waving of the arms and the stuff like that that I could see that being like it's so bad so it's like Hyena Road but at least this has. Re- Interesting dolly shots, interesting crane shots, interesting coverage of people running through the fields and all, and all that of stuff. Some kind of the of 60s stuff. war films. I, I know that. I'm comparing it to Hyena Road. I'm comparing it to your comment because I will wholeheartedly give this a 10 way before I give Hyena Road a 10, okay? Like, this is, this is, this was better. I could watch this. I didn't get angry. I was on my phone half the time, but I was not angry. There you go. There so you that's go. the difference. Hyena Road makes me angry. Therefore, fuck that film. Brian.
0: (laughs) If we're really going to talk about bombastic shit right off the bat, I've never seen this many severed heads in in non horror movies. I would say that. (laughs) And and if I see someone who has. Happy Halloween, by the way. There's like a
1: fucking at least 25 different severed heads (laughs) at at different points of the movie. And if you see (laughs) someone you knew whose head was severed, would you then punt it as hard as you could out of out of uh this is miller of frustration yeah. miller? i don't respect <laughs> him anymore as a corporal <laughs> oh my god i do not respect them this is they the guy who was on, on mail their job. you
0: know that show that a lot of you saw like oh i'm arley army in a jeep and we're gonna talk about radios this week he was walking around australia with a severed head <laughs> you know it's, i don't respect this man
1: Mill call, milk call was awesome. I don't ever want to hear you disrespect. Well that, but
0: that. No, I'm not disrespecting the show, but I'm just saying that that's the same man. <laughs> that's the same man. Okay, I know. fifteen years apart. That's the same man. <laughs> he murdered his best friend because he asked him to. You know. <laughs> We're gonna talk about K rations this week and why they suck. Yeah, he I also like... just
1: got shot in the junk. That's a survivable wound. Oh I don't my know god. Don't... <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, shot in the dick. Kill me. Kill me. Well, <laughs> well honestly.
2: If but we're being fair, like I would ask for the same kind of kill me.
0: Have you prosthetics? You know prosthetics, yeah.
1: The bionic cack. You're a eudic, Harry. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, that's amazing. Yes.
1: Um, Brian, you got one. You got one. Uh, that's good. You got one. That's good. Yeah. yeah. That's a short one. Um, I've never heard one.
2: No, okay. <laughs> Let's let's really quickly before we get into this whole clusterfuck of this heads. film. Yeah. No, 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 no. Let's get into the technical shit. The quote
1: unquote tiger stripe that they're. Wearing, oh, this is you guys. I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna eat the rest of my. Food no, show you'll
2: even now. know this, Nate. You can. I you don't can know.
1: Drink. I don't know anything. No, about the He doesn't know anything about helmets. He's only about camo. So.
2: I don't know anything about helmets or camo.
0: So there you dude. Go. The
2: yeah. fucking quote unquote tiger stripe. What even the fuck was that?
0: It was a of French lizard knockoff. Like no, M56 but it was like, or, at,
2: but in that, at, at the time in the eighties, cause it's in the jungle fatigue, like this, what I'm wearing. The yeah. third pattern it's in the third pattern or no, the, um, first it, pattern. It caught. was, it was shot in Australia.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if they had any like camo trials in the eighties in Australia. Um, but I've seen that like Brown dominant lizard before. That's what I would de- de- determine it to be, you know? Um, it was interesting, to say the least. But, but it I don't was know never, if it's locally as far sourced, as I know, it was it never it's... adopted by a military. No, that
2: particular, that particular pattern. Yeah, like I know there was brown dominant. Like yeah,
0: Portuguese, the French. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But like uh, well, that particular I, sorry, pattern, I, I, I should say almost like orange dominant. I don't mean like. Well, no, because it was a reddish. It, it was a reddish like brown. A reddish, bre- yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, th- yeah. the problem is that with camouflages, I mean. Myrtle is easy. There's green, brown, and black dominant, you know, or Highland, whatever. You can you can call it what you want. But with other camouflages, it's hard because other people call things different things. Like some people yeah, call yeah, Angolan uh, lizard like black dominant, while mm-hmm. or or green dominant. Well, to yep. me, that's just Angolan, whatever. So, yes, just to disagree on a color scheme, this reddish-brown lizard pattern And it's thing. super
2: tight. It's super yeah. tight. It's not really
0: tiger stripe. It's like, no. I know they were trying to go for tiger stripe. I get that. It's not a bad substitute. But in the, in the sunlight, uh, you can see, you know, there's worse options out there for the 1989. Uh,
2: but but here's the thing. Well, that, that that's what I was going to ask is like. In the 80s, Tiger Stripe, I know it was privately purchased and like privately uh, contracted during the Vietnam War, right? Very popular. It was cool. And it was like, okay, whatever. You, kids would wear their parents' Tiger Stripe shit, you know, out. And it was like a fashion thing. And then it started getting replicated in the 80s. But I don't know what, this is not a fucking rendition of the Tiger Stripe variants that were used in Vietnam. I had the entire book on it. And it's like, I I can't even picture one that it was close to.
1: And no, so, this is, this
2: or, 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 or like, cool. or like, you know, but the Portuguese, the French. So it's like, what the fuck was this?
0: You know, something like this comes down to like Madagascar and special forces boat unit sure. too, you yep. know, like that's the thing. It's just, it's interesting because they knew enough in 1989 that in 1968, Ertl was not a thing because the set, the prop master could have easily been like, oh, well, Ertl's like woodland. So just get that. Which was hard to get in the late 80s, but you could get it if you needed to, you know. Well, and, and you can always really send a guy to a surplus store outside an army base and pick up really a Really quick,
2: Ertl came out and was issued starting in 67 two Lerp units, which mm-hmm. if they would have worn Ertl in this case, because they were a marine LERP unit, right? Marine Recon LERP unit, mm-hmm. that would be more believable than the bullshit they were wearing. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it not not common. It's focusing mm-hmm. on the exception. Oh yeah, but if you're gonna do that, that'd be more believable than this bullshit. In whatever the fuck they were wearing, it wasn't even tiger stripe. It was more of lizard. Yeah, you know what I
0: mean. Strange lizard pattern. But I will go as far as to say that I I'm I'm happier that I saw whatever they were wearing than straight like white tag '80s woodland. You know, because it's a bad B movie. You know. Oh yeah. But seeing an Elvis collar or something like that like yeah just good would just take it to the next level it's like at least (laughs) it's a foreign-esque pattern you know that maybe if they dyed them they would have looked a lot better but it's it's very funky you know it's and the hats too like yeah oh the
2: god damn the hats yeah that's the next thing i
0: was gonna bring up is like yeah
2: those are not i'm wearing what the fuck they would have worn with -hmm. the fucking the, the foliage the band. The one inch, or, not the
0: th- four inch band. like.
2: Right, no, this is, this is uh. This is like, yeah, for the mosquito net. That's what it mm-hmm. was made for, and then they adapted it to foliage and grenade pins and shit like that for a different reason. But, like, those hats they were wearing in there, I don't know what the fuck those were. That's, and it wasn't all... just the Lerp guys, it was the fucking regular Marines. And I'm like, you guys couldn't just get surplus boonie hats? Like... Especially in 1989 or 88, whenever the fuck they filmed this. Right. They were all over the place. Like, what the fuck? I'm just going to share my screen here really quickly. So, yeah, it's 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 insane. Like, the hats, the boonie hats were so fucking dumb.
1: And then you have on the other side, you have, like, a fucking Tai Chi master Fu Manchu fisherman. You know, right. like... <laughs> Like yeah. what was with that beard thing that the Viet Cong fisherman guy uh, had. Like, I that's
2: so if he had if, <laughs> if Ar Lee and you know whatever had like a private purchased boonie cap. Okay, one guy or two guys on a on a LERP unit in the Marine Corps, sure, that's passable. But all of the fucking Marine guys, nice tits, by the way, um <laughs> Oh, god damn the audio podcast,
1: thing. guys. So let's, let's let's
2: That thing just <laughs> brought up another fucking thing that I wanna really rip into. Is okay. The A1 was issued to the army mainly in 67. Okay. The A1, which they're using, the Marines could have gotten it. I'm not bitching about that. What I am gonna bitch about is the 30-round fucking magazines. 30 round magazines. Unless you were literal like fucking special operations group like fucking in 1971 and you private purchased them from the Sears catalog, which they did. No, you're going to be using 20s. And in this entire fucking film, they're all using A1s with 30 round magazines in 68. Bull fucking shit.
0: No, the mags are completely wrong. Thirty They're rounders, th- like you said, do show up, but they actually do show up a little earlier. They show up in like one and twos, like you said, randomly. Some SF units had them. They never show up in more than you know, probably like four or five for a whole platoon. I'd say, you know. Well, and the thing is, like, place, yeah, but with, with thirty, it's funny, rounders, you do see one-offs, you know.
2: Yeah, you do. You do, but it's. I mean, in sixty-eight, no.
0: Sixty-nine, no, there's no. Perhaps way. there's do a couple. You, yeah do you yeah. know well I'll, I'll i'll play devil's advocate there was a 30 round mag that was in country at the time yeah but, but it didn't work the,
2: because they, they 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 didn't understand like how to fucking the china the china lake mags yeah.
0: yeah yeah it, the, the was, 220s it was fucking uh, terrible the, the china lake was where the uh the seals were based out of i forget if it was in coronado or if it was in vietnam but they made a mm-hmm. lot of modifications there like they call it a china lake grenade launcher like mm-hmm. the, the chinese yep, yep, thing yep yep but they would take two twenty rounders and they would um, basically solder them together together and make like a very crude, almost like M1 carbine-esque m Yeah, and it mag, didn't work. And it was really bad and didn't work. Yep. But there were attempts, you know, in 67, 66 to try to do that that didn't work. And then you do get the 30 rounders that we all know and love, bananas. But Well, um, also
2: even the even the early 30 rounders, so like, mm-hmm. okay, because I've I've got a lot of evidence that um saw guys, no matter what branch. Would buy them private purchase, right? And they would have that in their weapon as they were walking around because then they could just, if they were hit, they could just <laughs> suppressive fire and then they switch to their 20s. So they had one 30 rounder and they said most of the time it didn't work because the follower would fuck up and it would jam and it, or a failure to feed or whatever the fuck you wanna call it. And it was so bad because they couldn't get the tilt with the curvature of the magazine correct. And it's like they didn't like them. And it took until after Vietnam to actually perfect. Okay, we have to have a certain kind of follower in the 30 rounders with this certain curvature and whatever. But they were used by SAW guys in Vietnam. That's a fact.
0: Even since the 90s, I'd say, like since I've been just going to gun shows and collecting, like just as a casual, you know, slowly getting to know more about the AR platform over the years. I've seen four or five iterations of the different followers. The U S government contract has green followers, tan followers. I mean, there, there's a lot of other ones that's in the 30 year spectrum for just an you know? Yep. So I can only imagine how long it took to get that engineering right on that shape just so that it works, you know? So it's, yeah, it's interesting, but that's, that's the thing. People don't get it. Just cause you see a photo where a guy's got a 30 rounder in his M 16, he's rocking it. Doesn't mean that his pouches are full of 30 rounders, you know? No, they're all full of 20. Uh, yeah. because, uh, yeah, that was yeah. like I just you, said. You it's need like, that, oh shit, mag. You want brrr. that mad minute. You want that ability to yep. say, fuck, you know, that's the reason you have a, Yep. It's what the French found out in Africa in the 1870s. You wouldn't have that button that goes, oh, you wow, you have eight more rounds because the natives yep. are here, you know? There you go. Like, yep. yeah. Um, But no, glaringly wrong to have that. And, Absolutely they were, wrong. The Lerp team, you know, they were going for something like a Lerp team, but it was all a little fucked up. M14 it as also, well. Oh, and, while I'm on it, not to forget, you see that it's a fiberglass stock. <laughs> it's not a wood stock. The pause this. Pause this here. On on what gun, please? Eat the, the M14. M14. The oh, 14. Yeah. 14. Yep. There's a there's a really good shot of it. You can see it when they have the Fu Manchu ambush and Louva better after the whole fucking cave scene. Oh mm-hmm. god fucking um but you can see that it's uh it's gray and it's got a uh, cast like knurled pistol grip whatever it's called like for the um the checkering it's got checkering cast yeah, checker- yeah. yeah exactly
2: yeah. and also funny. there's so many uh, there's so much tactical shit i could go on a rant about like they, oh, they it's made knew- for film yeah exactly and that's the thing is it's like it's just so fucking bad I mean, yeah, it's a Fu Manchu guy. Okay, so yeah, <laughs> look, at, look at the stock. Yeah, look at the stock.
0: Yeah. The guy behind him's got a real M21.
1: Like, yep. literally. It's... Yeah, but he's not the hero, so. We'll get an IMDb as well, but
0: yeah, look at the.
1: Yeah, it's completely okay. fiberglass. Yep. It's literally,
0: it's like probably an Orinco, you know? Oh, but it is a real 14 because it's got a lock on it for full auto so yeah you know, let's
2: let's hit fire the m sixty some more that's really oh, effective. so
0: dude fucking later on that guy the rifleman that uh i love the m sixty nine the film I'll say that quickly but well, um they
2: hit fired it though it's like fucking christ
0: i know but they, this is the only film I've seen with a lot of creative uses for it like the fragging scene that was that was again like interesting you know but before uh i forget it um fucking I haven't seen the M16 hit fire this much since Commando. Well, I, I, was, know, oh, thank you. I was
1: gonna say that actually, but not even say, that. Like it's 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 like it's comically bad. It's not just it's yeah. it's worse than. Well, it's off the bad. shoulder. Like, it's fucking. Well, like, do you do you want my yeah. favorite one was was one arming an M16 while having a machete oh. and <laughs> stabbing and then slashing and then also hit hit firing with the one M16 one handed. That's and awesome. then it's
2: dropping the AKs that you have in your hand. Mm-hmm. I right. mean, like, this is a total sack of dog shit. But it's hard
0: not to watch. That's the funny thing. Like, it's
2: Oh, it's, it's definitely bad. hard. It's not hard not to watch. Trust it's, me.
0: No, it's... it's and, Okay, so you see his fucking dust
2: cover? Are the Hermes dust cover? Yeah, it's coming off. Yeah. It's not even fucking attached. It's yeah. like, what the hell yeah. are you doing? I I do agree. Yeah, with, it's fucked. I, yeah, it's it's disconnected. It's the pin's fucked. The the Viet Cong Navy shows it, it's up. It's pushed you know? so <laughs> far back. You you see the pin is like out the back yeah. of the fucking.
0: That's because it's like take seventeen and it's like probably six hundred rounds through that fucking gun already. Well, Jesus day, fucking
2: you know? Christ! I mean, it's and it's, it's so, after lunch and fucking so Bruce w- forgot
1: to put it back in, mate. Yeah. So so I will say like I I do agree with 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 Brian in the sense is it is hard not to be like where the fuck is this going (laughs) yeah like like and and i'll say it this way um when it comes to like the battle the battle especially on at you know at gloria it's like okay that's interesting in that sense because of the the different takes and everything but if you're saying like i want to watch this for the story no (laughs) not at all or the character that i was gonna be <laughs> I thought they're all
2: using they're always in M twos, which okay I, I, okay yeah they captured them, but it's like you're gonna be so, using dish So I and have a, I have a question. Twelve what, seven.
1: So what's I, I have a question about some of the uniforms and stuff. What's with the uh confederacy style like hillbilly hats that I keep seeing? They're like what? straw. The what? What the, are you talking about? They look like. um the the so if you if you were the to Viet- go back on the long, who's rice hats, who is wearing who who is wearing them? The Viet Cong. They're they're like wearing like those those kind of like the rice dome-y, hats domey yeah. rice hats. Not yeah. not the traditional stereotypical triangles, but like the dome. Oh, they're Kong. wearing the boonie hats. Just the, yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. What
1: is the, 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 so the boonie cap was that. the boonie cap was the most common Viet Cong cap yep.
0: that they all had. Yes. It was a pith helmet or a boonie cap, really that was all you wore. And let me tell you, they're fucking awesome. I love yes. mine. When I used oh, to yeah. reenact with it, oh, they're great. And you used to see Marines would capture them. I have a great photo where a guy he kept it on his canteen cover. He would just literally plopped the boonie over it, and hmm. like, it would be wherever he was. Yeah, yeah, they were yeah. based off of the World War II Japanese um, boonie caps that they used in the Pacific. Mm-hmm. A lot of material that was used by these. Uh, Revolutionary armies in the cold War, early Cold War were all direct copies of things that the Japanese military used, and the veterans were used to using, or they left machinery behind to manufacture. But the Jap- the Viet Cong or NVA boonie cap is something directly related to the Japanese in the Pacific, and it was incredibly common. You Which is also helmets- captured,
2: or it's also copied out the Daisy May.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was a 1930s, like, you know, drill utility uniform thing where every army, you have a working uniform and then you have a fighting uniform and you have a dress, you know. You have a sun
2: cap is what it was called.
0: Yeah, Yeah. right. Because even the pith helmets that they they wear are copied similar to the Japanese pith helmets in the war. But the Japanese pith helmets have a little sharper of a brim. Um, But... Yeah, so that's where they come from, and dude, they're awesome. I kind of talking about it now. I want to get mine out of storage. Well, well
1: like I, I so. was gonna say, like it was interesting <laughs> so to see that variation within that uniform, mm-hmm. because I mean that, I mean, and 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 going back to the tiger stripe conversation, which you said before, Brian, it's like they they could have done Grenada woodland, you know, fucking you yeah. know camouflage. They could have done all triangle rice patty hats, but they didn't. Like, there's some variation in here that is very... And again, it's like, you have to think about that stuff. Or I I think, like, we have to think about that stuff a lot. Because it's like, you know, we can harp on flailing arms and shitty fucking choreography and bad story writing and bad characters. Which we will. Which we will, and we have to a bit. But it's like, you do have to point out the very interesting things that you don't see much in this time period of filmmaking where, you know, other movies are kinda of taking the cheaper route or the the non nerdy route and going for just what's around and surplus of the country they're in or what they're able to achieve. So it's interesting to see that hat. Like for example, I thought that was something that wasn't I knew it was real because you guys didn't immediately latch on to but yep. but I but I've never really seen it in many other movies. That's why I mentioned it. I
0: you know, it's easy or it, I, I can conceptualize the past as far as like living in the, in the 40s or the 30s or, or, or certain time by the means of the time. You know, like I not having modern amenities like phones and electricity and things like that we have today. But the one thing that's very hard for me to wrap my head around is and that makes me realize how special we are as research. We are so lucky today to be able to research stuff so quickly and easily. You know, like you got to think that this film was done without Google. And that, while that sounds like a naive statement, especially to some people that, you know, did live through the eighties and seventies, you know, teenagers and whatever, but it, everything is so much harder when you don't have the, the resources we have now. So yeah, like you said, it's so easy to harp on and stuff. I'm like, Oh my God. But if you think about it at the time in the late eighties, what they were able to accomplish or get close to doing with just basically library reference books and memory and film that you can get in an archive. I mean, they did a, a good job because let's, let's really talk about this. Like, The only other film you really see Viet Cong in a lot of is We Were Soldiers. And they're okay. They're not bad, you know, for 1965 and stuff. They're a little bit too prim and proper. But, you know, everything else is a mix of, like, black pajamas and just other shit. Like, this is, you know, an NVA main – or, like, a Viet Cong main force unit, like, you know, with the numbers for it. And the tactics are shit. You know, again, it's all made for film. But, again, to see that and, like, everyone to be there, you know, just is really cool. Well, and also, you know, they, not- they, they
2: did have actual NVA officers and NCOs yeah. with them, leading them in, in, in the Tet Offensive of 68, which did happen.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
2: the thing. is, like they were the, the Viet Cong. That's another thing that this film got fucking wrong. And I don't know why Army didn't recognize this is when they said they're, they're Viet Cong regulars. It's like, no, 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 no. Regulars are North Vietnamese Army. They're the actual army of North Vietnam. Viet Cong are the civilians who take up arms. They're basically the militia. Yes, they, they are led by the NVA at times. Like in this case, They, that's actually pretty historically accurate in, in TETA 68. But they're not regulars. They're militia. You know, and it's like Viet Cong and NVA are two very distinguishable things because they were not as disciplined. They were not as tactically sound. They weren't as well-equipped by far, um, but they still had a tenacity and everything to fight, and they did a lot of fucking damage. And it did, like like it did say in this film, like they had gone in this offensive, Like the NVA had coordinated with all them and said, hey, instead of doing guerrilla warfare and like terrorizing the shit out of the uh, Arvin and, 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 and American and Australian and whatever troops, uh, Korean troops, we're just going to go on the offensive, and you guys are regulars now that still was not recognized by either the NVA or the, um, allied, you know, the coalition forces there. And so they tried their best. They didn't really do what the NVA thought they could do because they were very ill-equipped and uh, not very well-trained. But in this film, I do like the fact that they have these NVA soldiers, these actual soldiers there, commanding them and telling them what the fuck to do so that's a very good uh, a positive part of the film
0: that's the funny thing you know it's a really bad movie but it has more than most bad films because again a a broken clock is right twice a day you know like we, we can always find something silver lining but like this film has a lot of them for what it is and that's what's what's really funny about it like that's why it's i keep using the term interesting because it's just a it's just a very like, I don't know. And just to add, you know, onto what you said, it's very interesting that, you know, I I've always been interested in the Vietnam War and, and the roots of it and stuff. And it, what it basically goes back to is there was a, a mini revolution in nineteen forty in Vietnam. It was really the first like general uprising. Because what happened in France, you know, with the whole fall of the empire and Japan had occupied northern Indochina. So what happened was, is that Ho Chi Minh was like, now's the time, you know, who cares? And the Japanese didn't give a shit, you know, whatever, like as long as you don't interfere with, with the supplies and our, whatever. So they had this mini uprising. In the north, it was kind of successful that they were able to make good routes in the hills and everything. But in the south, the French were still in charge. And the French had nothing else to do except for to eradicate everything. So in 1940, there was this huge anti-terrorist operation in southern Indochina that basically eradicated the whole resistance network in South Vietnam for a good five years. And not until 1945, do you have the influx due mostly to the OSS and Western organizations building up a resistance movement against the Japanese, because in 1941, the Japanese occupied southern Indochina. And that was actually a big factor to why the US went to war against Japan. It's kind of not really well known, but that was literally the last nail in the coffin when the Japanese decided to occupy that. So You have the slow trickling in of, you know, basically a very strong resistance movement in the north and a very weak one in the south. And not only a weak one, but one that's very been very bloodied and that they keep are getting told they have to fight. But the French have enough power around Saigon where they can really fucking destroy them. And they're also making a
2: shitload of enemies as they're doing that. The French are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's 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 where the Viet Cong Mm -hmm. comes from.
0: Yeah. So, So, but that was the dichotomy, you know, and that was something interesting. Again, they touch on this, that like, you know, Hanoi and Saigon, even though they are the same country, there were two different outcomes because basically this 1940, very, very violent and very successful French operation to weed out the revolution. So they were always fighting against that for the next, you know, 20, 25 years to reestablish this, this power basin of, of a revolution, so yeah, it was really cool to see the northern leaders and the southern forces, but at the same time to be like, well, they don't get it. You know, like they they want our blood and for their motives. And that was disconnect, you know? Like it's just crazy to think about how everything they're using and everything that was used had to come down the trail, you know? Like it's just amazing all the effort that it took to get things to where they had to be just to use them in these fights, you know? It just I don't know. But it's it's a very fucked up movie. Cause you have these scenes, but then you get fucking M16s, you know, and like all this other random shit. So.
2: Yeah. It's, Oh, it's so cringe. at so many points. It's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like. <laughs> it's
1: the commander of the fob. <laughs> like, but I will say, I will say that that whole, like they definitely nailed down the ineffectiveness of a dude like the commander. Um, which, again, it's, like, it's interesting. It's, like, there's little tidbits that are definitely what only I've really seen in a movie like this. Like, the commander jerks off at five and he's high as fuck and he's naked in his tent jerking off to a, to something with big tits. Like, okay, right. I haven't seen that in a movie. That's interesting. Too bad the rest of the movie is terrible. <laughs> so it's like, it's, like, there's little snippets of, of some interesting development of characters and, and all that kind of stuff. But it's all overshadowed by this by trope after trope after trope after trope after trope. And again, it's hard to it's hard to know if this movie would survive a fresh viewing if we didn't have 30, 40 plus years of tropey like things with this. And I wonder how well I'm actually gonna look at it right now as I think about it. I wanna know how well this did. I wanna know if it did well or if it did shit. I'm gonna actually look I'll at it. Oh, at right the budget. Yeah, I'm gonna look. Yeah, because the last couple movies we've done is Netflix oriented, and they don't give a budget. So yeah, I'll look that up right now. This
0: was two years after basically the three big Vietnam movies came out: Platoon, Hamburger um, Hill, Hamburger Hill, and what was the third one?
2: Football Jacket.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah, they all came out within a year span. Yep. So you get that trifecta, and then two years later you get this, and this isn't the like the territory of that really bad Sahara remake um, when also came out just pause this really quick Mm -hmm. pause this so
2: gear wise Ermi should have known this these guys are both right-handed shooters why is there shit where the fucking stock of your rifle goes on your gear
0: And you why t- is he doing
2: shotgun rounds?
0: Yeah, the shotgun. And not even that. They're really bad fakes. If you look really closely. Yeah, like they're yours, really bad. Really badly looking, painted. Yeah. Oh, I, I,
2: yeah. you, I was it- going to leave that for whatever because it's not even worth fucking discussing because it's so fucking bad. But you carry well, we a shotgun s- bandolier as a sergeant and- major, which also, what the fuck? A sergeant major is not going to be going out on, on LERP shit usually. That's a fucking high rate.
0: That's the highest enlisted fucking rank you can be. <sighs> Did you see his uh fucking M79 belt too? I I don't know if it's a real one or not. Um, you know, they have the the six rounds and three pockets. But he's wearing it around his waist. Should I see if he can get a good shot of it? But the,
1: they didn't have belts and <laughs> bandoliers. Yeah, but he's wearing the bandoliers a belt. Okay. Apparently the director was influenced by Zulu, which I could see that now. That.
2: also the grenades are fucked up m67s and 68 nope 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 nope, nope yeah, you nope, see it right nope. here
0: you can see the three rounds are hanging down that's not a
2: bandolier that's a fucking custom made belt
0: yeah that's yeah because it's, made it's more than because it would be three and then a, a break and then three what well, also yeah, looks like a bandolier a it would be covered
2: word. the rounds would be covered like y-
0: yeah because that's where they come in the cells yeah so. no yeah it's
2: mm-hmm. also yeah the m67 grenade
0: mm-hmm.
2: no not fucking happening in 68 I don't care if it's LERP or whatever. That fucking thing didn't wasn't really on the field even with Lerp guys or like SOG guys until like 1970, late 70 to 71. And they've got 67s all over this fucking movie. And the 61s that they have don't look anything like 61s. Like the those, lemon grenades. Those buttons on the the, the tiger stripe almost look British. Well, no, you know? they're not. So those look uh, locally made, which, okay, on mm-hmm. a real tiger stripe uniform, yeah, they'd be locally made, they'd be shiny, they'd be a weird color green and whatnot. Yeah. They'd be more disc-shaped, though. Those are like BDU buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's not that's not a an egregious issue. The issue is, A, the cut and the fucking pattern of the uniform. Mm-hmm. Like the tiger stripes that were used in Vietnam, uh, for the most part, like 99% of them, were cut in like the old school, like fucking, um, um, uh, satin uniform cut. You get the two pockets that are straight. Okay. And they were also sized in Asian sizes and American sizes. Right. That was distinguished in the stamp that they would put from the private makers in Vietnam.
0: They would source a S or a M.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, also, I, God damn I, I, grenades I don't find, fucking do that. I can't
1: find any information on budget or or revenue. Yeah. It's not listed anywhere.
0: We'll give you an effort for effort. Um, yeah. That might answer the question, but before I forget, not to. We'll come back to Tiger Stripes, but yeah, the, the whole fucking fragging scene is very interesting to me because you know. Well, it's so fucking it's, stupid. You, the grenades are not going to go off unless you're fucking twenty five yards minimum away. In theory, though, this I could see this working. You know, like and, it's the, the, it's and okay. Also,
2: the sparks of the big fire from a fucking oh, that's millimeter uh, yeah.
1: Well, you got you gotta yeah. ignore the fact that it's 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 for fire film. gas cans. Yeah, like I had to turn it, my brain off for that. I mean, yeah, I'll
0: turn my I'll turn my brain yeah. off. But Would just you... the concept of using an M79 to frag someone, you know, just is interesting. It, it's it's better than your trope of like,
2: boy, uh, <sighs> the pain, fuck you. Yeah, but it's called you fragging know, like,
0: for a reason. Well, fragmentation, uh, yeah, but it, it again, yeah, it's it's interesting. But you thing saying Brian, those grenades are not going to work at less than 25 fucking yards. Well, well, yeah, no, certain range. The other thing, too, uh, this makes me feel like it's interesting is I wrote a very good memoir where basically this guy, later in the war, he was at one of these strategic hamlets as a lieutenant, and um, one night they got attacked by a wave of M79s, or basically these NVA set up within range with like six M79s and launched two rounds each within a minute. So, like, all of a sudden, they had fucking 12 40-millimeter rounds explode within their compound, like, in 30 seconds. And it was very dangerous, and very bad. So, this the M79 is just this weapon that it's, if you employ it correctly, it could just be very, you could put a 40-millimeter right where you need it. So, it was just yeah. interesting in, in and that just regard. And they firing it and, like, so. you know.
2: Also, oh, yeah. if he would have shot that and it would have gone off the range that he shot it at to the bunker, he would have gotten fr- fucking fragging him. No doubt. They're, they're, they're small, but they're very fucking powerful and they throw, not just the frag itself, like the rocks and shit around that, that would have hit, they would have thrown that shit and he would have been fucking nailed. So that's totally unrealistic. It's so fucked up. But there are no M203s though. So. Which is good. I mean, that's, uh, we'll give him that.
1: There's no 203s. Yeah, but that pilot's hair Takes away everything of this, of this fucking movie. Are you um, me? It doesn't even sit his head. He can't he, he even put his helmet on, and he's in like a padded uh, motel six helicopter cabin.
2: Sawyer, <laughs> is that you? Yeah. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but no, I mean, like, so by '68, like the Tet Offense. Well, up until this point, I would say this is the, obviously this is the turning point of the Vietnam War. For the United States. Up until then, yeah, the hair went to Ben out of control.
1: And then people just stopped giving a fuck. I did like the com <laughs> I did like the combat photographer though. Like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Are, you talking, no, are you talking about these hats? No, you're talking about the boonie hats.
2: Yeah. Never mind.
0: But uh yep. so while we're here, here, I I do want to talk about it. Sappers. You know that whole fucking scene was. You're not uh, gonna fucking see him. Yeah, Mike. Yeah,
1: Mike A. Mike A. Really shouldn't have called them over. I don't know why he did that. Yeah. Oh yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) I think it's right here. Yeah, they got the World War II fucking radio they're they're using for Vietnam. Yeah, the walkie-talkie. (laughs) Yeah. This sequence is just or the handy-talkie, rather. So I do have a a really interesting Vietnam War, like. um, book that talks about booby traps and it's a it's a vietnam war era made like 1967 made pamphlet talking about different booby traps that have been encountered And there's some really crazy ones like um anti-helicopter booby traps for landing zones and shit like stuff you could you'd never imagine one of them actually is though a suicide bomber girl <laughs> that they say is wired up to a coke bottle she tries to sell you and <laughs> it's like
1: uh, it didn't, so didn't didn't, didn't ra- <laughs> it, it the hip firing, the hip firing is what's ridiculous. It's, it's doing fucking hip firing. But you it's, but you know but, you know like like Rambo even comments on that uh, just to pull it to another movie of the era. Like even Rambo talks about booby traps and you know uh, shoe boxes and this buddy opens up a shoe box and explodes and blows off his legs and it was a kid doing that. Like you know it's yeah. Well, that that shit did happen. Oh yeah, it's just it's just
2: like um, today, like people in the Middle East will do that shit. Oh yeah. Okay, as far as the hip firing, I'm gonna correct you, Nate. Yeah, this is shoulder fire, right? This is hip fire. (laughs) This
1: is retarded fire.
0: (laughs) No, that's no, no, that's that's Gloria fire. That's what that is. (laughs) I've never seen
1: a gun do this though. I've never seen a recoil. Forty-five oh, yeah. degrees so up in the air fake. on a it's pivot, so fucking like, shitty. like I'll see, I'll see if I can put this on the pod muted in like a <laughs> corner somewhere where hopefully the thing won't pick it up. But it's I'll try it. to put it in the. Thing it's before. so
2: retarded.
0: I mean, it's just like I just, there's, there's no way he for- could hit those broads. There's one fr- oh, there's one frame where you could clearly see their dummies that had just well, rice well, hats no on. Oh shit,
1: Brian. No, they really blew them up. <laughs> no, like. I know, but it's it's funny because <laughs> it's like
0: it's long enough where you could just be like, oh my god, like, you know, no CGI. Which obviously there wouldn't be any, but it's just listen. I I think everybody that sat down and watched this movie in the 80s or now doesn't expect this scene. You know?
1: <laughs> like it's just, it's just so out there. So, hopefully, Mike B didn't just completely unplug his computer. Uh Uh-oh. Because he just dropped. Why don't you pause it for a second? Let me ask him what's going on.
0: So, while we have just experienced technical difficulty, Nathan will put in the, like, 1950s technical difficulty TV noise there, um... We're going to introduce a new segment that we'll be doing in the podcast now. And uh, it's kind of something to engage with you guys and just kind of, you know, talk about cool movie history at the same time. And uh, it's called Sticker Trivia. So every week or until the question is answered, we will be asking a trivia question about a certain war film. And whoever answers the question first, messaging us on our Instagram or Facebook, they will receive a limited edition special Stuka Time Scuttlebutt sticker that is basically our logo over a uh, Japanese rising sun background. So it's just a cool way to kind of test your guys' knowledge and uh, you know talk about war movies. It's holographic for you, Pokemon nerds. So there you go. Yeah, we'll be. I'll be putting a post up about this on our pages uh, today. Um, but yeah, so kind of an interesting thing. So that being said. The first question for our sticker trivia is, what World War II movie had to halt production due to the Soviet invasion of Czechoslovakia in 1968? So that's the first question. And like I said, if whoever messages Instagram or Facebook
1: first with the correct answer will receive a really awesome sticker. So, And it's not, and don't respond to in the comments of, Oh, you have won a special thing! Please send me all your social security numbers. If you win
0: five of these stickers, then you will get a pornographic photo of Mike B. Yeah. Why would you? Why nope, would you deter nope, people not, nope, from nope, this entering is not, the competition?
2: Nope, not put this is a lie. <laughs> 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 puts his headphones on.
1: Fucking... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you don't like anus parasites. So, uh, so that's where well, I'm cutting I, in. Is you don't like anus parasites. That's where I'm cutting back into that. Well, you
0: know that shit. I I told Nate that one crazy story I no, have. No, taking it
1: off again. No, uh, no, no. We no, got. Let, let's, let's get back, let's back hear to it. the film. Bri, Bri, no, let's, let's, hear, it. let's the, hear it. Uh, let's hear it. Come on, man. And then I then we'll
2: go know. back to the film. I promise we'll be fine.
0: Okay, so I will back I, into this the groove. Story I'm not allowed to tell, or at least Nathan doesn't want to hear again so you know
1: big long ass bleep uh, when you talk that's fine we recently did uh i know where you were at the story because i heard i saw mike retch and i'm gonna put this at the end of the podcast because this is where we're coming back in to talk about the rest of the fucking movie because if you don't want to retch like mike b i'm giving you a warning this will be at the end of the podcast so if did i get, the, did I get at, you back in the group after there, after 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 Brian, please share, like, and subscribe, and and all that kind of stuff. You're gonna hear about a tapeworm coming out of someone's butt. So there you go. So just warning. The it memoir... Reminds me of that episode of House, and that's what always freaks me out. <laughs> uh, I, that's I where it, anyway. I, I've cut back in at this
0: point. But that, there's it's your warning. Great men cry too, by Daniel Darnell. Great... It's a really good
1: memoir. <laughs> yeah, I'd cry too. Don't worry. That that yeah, no way.
0: I could, yep. I can even read the it's in the epilogue. It's right no, here.
1: No, 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 no.
0: No. Let's get back to the fucking movie. It's it's just it's horribly disgusting. But again, it really makes you think like you're not going to hear about a 101st veteran that dealt with that shit. You know, you're not going to hear about a 29er that dealt with that shit. Well, you, you you're going to hear about a anywhere. fucking Wisconsin fucking National Guard guy that was a booner that dealt with that shit. Like <laughs> it's just it just the fighting in the Pacific was just its yeah, own Pacific is, hell. It's just – it, you can't comprehend. There's a I'm theoretical thing Reed. like
2: I was at a reenactment a while back. And um, they're like, so theoretically, man, if you could go back and pick the ETO or the PTO, what would you pick? And I'm like, ETO, definitely. 100%. ETO,
1: 100%. 100% ETO, 100%. Yeah. You ETO.
2: guys are
0: stupid. Uh, the Ice Cream Front. Fucking training troops stateside. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, you know. As yeah. my grandfather said, if you wore a uniform, you served. So it's like, <laughs> well, you know. The world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> well, I shoveled shit, Louisiana. <laughs>
1: hey,
0: away she goes.
1: I guess to tie it back to the movie, um, right, did Vietnam had to deal with the same amount of parasites and disease. Yes,
0: like, yep. uh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I got a story about that too. No, actually.
1: I don't want no fucking up. You know, bola, the, leech? the guts think coming I, out of your butt. Wait, haven't,
0: haven't I told the leech story on here?
1: Uh, is there about the one that like latched up this pee hole or something like that? Yeah, latched up the guy's dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you have. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah, it was yeah. a lot of editing yeah. sessions. Yeah, but, uh, but there, there, there guys' was, ripping there fans.
2: so in Vietnam, it's, it's Ugh. Southeast Asia and it's fucking brutal as far as like the environment, everything there wants to kill you and like, um, from the memoirs that I've actually read about Vietnam is, and the guys that I've talked to that corroborate this, there was these little green fucking, um, uh, snakes. I don't know what the fuck they call them, but there were these, these little green snakes. They were like four or five inches long. If they bit you, you're fucked.
0: Hmm. Oh, two step. Oh, two step. Uh, there was. Is- there were, I think there was 11 or 12 different snakes that kill you. I remember the two-step was the, one of the famous ones. Um, well, this one was you... one that you didn't see until it was about to bite you. And it yeah. was like a
2: nightmare, right? It's like thinking the... about it, it's like a nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't know you're going to get bit until you see this fucking thing, and then you have no time to react. And it's this little tiny fucking thing.
0: And I can't remember. But yeah, like the cobras. Um, a cobra's they, even also- have a, they even have a snake in the movie. When he's in the cave. He fucking machetes. It, well, it to the, death. well, that's that's a boa.
1: <laughs> that's just a movie movie. Yeah, I know. Oh, but still, Those, like, yeah. it's
0: it's interesting that you know they put a snake in the film. Well, when know, he hacks the know. fucking head off, and like, yeah, yeah. Re-
2: I would too. It's it's fucking yeah. Don't want to deal with that.
1: Um, I that old cave
2: scene, like, okay, <laughs> the
1: flare of the
0: cave. I was just
2: gonna say, oh, I was just oh, gonna yeah. say, who in the whole chicken fried fuck would take a fucking flare in there from the fucking. Mouth of the
0: cave. Because it looks there.
1: cool. Because Predator did it. You know? There we go.
0: Yeah. There we go. That's Action it hero. It's uh. funny because like, I know it's it's October and, you know, it's spooky season and everything. And I, I didn't want to do horror films all the time. But like parts of this movie I was watching, like the cave scene, I'm just like, is, is this a, like a bad horror movie? You know, like fucking, I get the same jump scares well, about how yeah. bad these movies are. Like the one we watched in the beginning of the month. Fucking
1: uh, blood and gold and everything. It's like, oh god, <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a couple of green snakes uh, in Vietnam. Mike, just to answer your question. There was the green snake von Jen, and then the red-tailed red snakes, and the red the whole body is green, but the tail is like orange red. Yeah, I don't
2: remember like, but I remember yeah. a lot of vets have told me that they're like, when we were on patrol, if we saw them, it's over. And we were so fucking scared of them. And because they had to sleep out in the jungle, like they had to sleep out just on the ground. And they got used to them. And they were like they said, cobras didn't bother us as much because they would give you notice.
1: It it, uh, it might be the red tailed red snakes because mm-hmm. um, they live in main, mainly in the mountainous areas in northern west northwestern Vietnam. So.
2: Yeah, so the marines. The highlands. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the highlands. Yep, and so the marines have been there. The fifth ID for a short time was there. Um, but yeah, they said it was like it was so scary because they just. You're, you're, oh God, I hate this fucking. It's not even hip you're, shooting. It's
0: you're living in a killing engine. You know, we're in a hurt Oh, you're in a jungle. Well, everything, it's everything in there killing is engine. killing everything.
2: Yeah, it's That's similar the thing. to the
0: ocean. Yep. You know, it's a massive killing engine. And it's, it's an ecosystem It's beautiful in a way. You know, it's like life yes. comes from the top and slowly deteriorates in the bottom. And, and then humans are in the garbage are, pit. Yeah, humans yeah. are
2: something that's not supposed to be there. Yep. And mm-hmm. when you are, it's, it's like...
1: It's, it's, that, it's that whole what Thin Red Line was trying to do through their whole entire interpretation what of that. What is life? What is life? What is death?
0: Uh,
2: but they, didn't, they didn't do it that well because, like, I actually okay. Besides, the captured puts, the
0: the beautifulness of the jungle well. I'll sure, say for sure, for sure they did.
2: But like, mm-hmm. as far as like the actual lethality of the jungle, I don't think besides platoon oh. touched on it a little bit.
1: Well, I ja- don't think Japs in the fucking river is kind of lethal, but you know
0: what? <laughs> um, there's a there's a few movies that touch on it, but we haven't gotten to them yet. There's actually one I just watched last week, Oda. Ten Thousand Nights, which is about the Japanese soldier that surrendered in 74. That has to deal a lot with how he helped, dealt with the jungle over the years and how he were in the Philippines, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. He was in an island in the Philippines, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yep. And he surrendered in 74, October of yep. 74. Yep. Um, and then, uh, what was the other one? There's another Japanese film called uh, Fires in the Plain that's really fucked up. We'll get to it. That's also about Japanese troops on Leyte in 1944. And how they eventually end up killing each other to eat each other and stuff, and it's you know really insane. Yeah, but that, in that, that film, they yeah. deteriorate as well, and like it shows that like you know the jungle has a toll, like you know like a lot of guys the when the marines were on Guadalcanal, the first Marine Division for five months. They really didn't get resupplies of clothes at that time. They got some boots and things like that, but like everything rotted off of them. You
1: mm-hmm. know, like
0: they say in Vietnam, like, every three weeks you had to get a new uniform because if you're in the bush off and uh, yeah, if yeah you're it outside. was. Um,
2: yeah, it was a yeah. I, Vietnam is a lot. It's it's weird because like World War One and and uh, the Vietnam War is my forte, I guess. Um, usually people are like specialized in World War Two, like because it's so big. Um, and yeah, a lot of the guys that I've talked to that were in Vietnam said the uniforms were great, but they just didn't last long. And then when I got to Iraq, we had these uniforms. I was telling you about the flame retardant ones. That were, they performed similarly to like the Vietnam guys, um, kind of explanations and like, uh, tales to me of like, they only last like a month and they would just like literally fall apart, but they were comfortable. And so it's like, yeah, but anyway, that's a different conversation. It's
0: funny you say that though, because I I do see and agree with that comparison that like, you know, it's, and I'm going to fuck up the term, but like a standard ACU cut, you know, like uniform is very similar to. The life expectancy of a jungle uniform, you know, like yeah, that's they were both very good duty uniforms, you know, like Mm -hmm. for what they were were made to do, they did well. Albeit, you can we could talk about you know what's on the fabric, but the cuts and the they they're they're good for it, you know. Um, I would say the jungle
2: fatigues are a better cut than the um, ACU cut.
0: Oh, for sure, but but I mean, just in the terms of utilitarian uniform, they both perform well in that aspect. And not like the early woodland where it's like they, you know, they washed out in a week, <laughs> so that they, they had to really work on that. Shit. Um, what do you call it? Uh, yeah, what else we can talk about?
1: Do we want to jump into some IMFTB and then we can, Yo, see we'll see my yeah, let's takes. do some conversation. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do, yeah. Cause we're already a good hour and ten. Well, it's hard, it's hard to, to like keep shitting on a film that is shit for mirror. Well, i not gonna shit
2: on it as much anymore because like I've already shed on it. But like um, they also the guys were in an Alice pack.
0: Yes, yeah, I want to talk All right. about that. It's
2: it's not a fucking lightweight rock, which is also this. With lightweight going up frames there, though,
0: which is funny. No, they didn't. Some no what at least one or two of them had lightweight okay, frames Okay, well what we, we can rocks. we can
2: visit that. But like in this scene, mm-hmm. the guy that's wearing the sixty belts, like the seven sixty two belts if he's going out there to do that, he's going to drop those fucking things by the sixty. He's not going to go out there with the fucking sixty belts on him.
0: Oh, that, that's completely no. Look, I totally agree. There's no reason. It, it, it's just Hollywood. Of it's seven six two.
2: Yeah, it's like no. You're going to fucking leave that ammo back there. Also, I know you said earlier a lot of these VC wouldn't have had Chinese fucking rigs and everything like that. The all all green ones. I disagree with that at 68 they would have um they this is these guys are equipped very well for 65 66 and early 67 for Viet Cong by 68 they would have definitely had chest rigs SKS and AK-47 or Type 56 in this case uh chest rigs they would have had a lot of GI gear mixed in there absolutely you're 100% correct I think that they fucking shit the bed on this one because, also, this guy's wearing his fucking his his, his hat.
0: Well, he's just off the set of Predator, you know. I know,
2: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> the
0: look I get it. Pushing too many just pencils. To, just to comment on it though, yeah, I disagree because just like on the the for the American experience, for the Vietcong experience, for the Vietnamese experience, the Vietnam War is separated into two parts. In lieu of a better term, 65 to 68 and 68 to 73. Those are your two Vietnams. Your 65 to 68 is your traditional, you know, we're going to war, green, you know, fatigues, like we're going to fight. And then 68 to 73 slowly gets more crazy and chaos and turns into fucking long hair and hurdles. And just, you know, Oh, right, I'm, I'm, talking, about, I'm talking about
2: the Vietnamese forces. No,
0: no, I know that, but that's on the American perspective. And the, the okay. NBA okay. and the, the Viet Cong perspective is 65 to 68, you have slow incursion of divisions coming from the north. And then you have this very big Viet Cong population in the south that mostly has modern weapons that are coming from the north, but they have gear that's been lying around. If you look at a lot of the photos, they'll have American pistol belts with two or three AK mags stuck into them. I have looked you a lot don't of the photos. see the Chai Coms. That show up until after basically Tet happens and the Viet Cong is wiped off the face of the earth, and then they have to rebuild the whole organization. So here's why so I disagree with that: is because
2: up. they knew this offensive was going to happen beforehand in '67,
0: right? And well, this is it was the third, third or fourth general uprising because there was one in '65 and one in '66 that were small because Tet was just Tet's known because it was so successful. Tet you of
2: '68. There was a yes, there was a Tet exactly. of '69. There yeah. was a yeah, I know we'll that. Just the general yeah.
0: uprising, we should say, is the better term. It so just, but this it one, happened. Yeah. They,
2: they wanted this to be the big one, quote-unquote, right? And in 67, they started, because um, I, I know guys that were there in 67, and they have pictures of them in 67 with Viet Cong troops um, who were wearing the black pajamas and had Type 56 rigs on their chest or SKS rigs, uh, AK or SKS rigs, because they're both the same year. Um, they had them, they had the grenade pouches with grenades, the type fifty six grenade, um, all that stuff in 67. And they're like, where are they getting all this shit? What was the Ho Chi Minh trail? Why are they getting all this shit? And they couldn't figure it out. And then in Tet of 68, they were like, oh, this is why is because there was this massive offensive, um, and, and they were still wearing like in this, in this scene, they were still wearing M1 belts. That's a French one, but uh, we won't talk about that. And then these packs. What the fuck are these packs?
0: Do you know, you don't know what they are. I don't know, I what, know what they are. They are. Nope. I'll, 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 well, let's hold that for a second because you're gonna laugh because you, when you know what they are, that's really funny. But just to get in touch touching it. I don't know. I still disagree. When you look at photos, but I'll rephrase what my well, question. was. we're, we're, within, my, a of, we're uh, within a year. We're within a year, so I'll, it's I'll not rephrase that bad. Yeah. What I was saying. Yep. The grenade pouches really were always there from the beginning. The SKS bandoliers or, or whatever, you see those a lot earlier and good numbers in 67 and stuff, but specifically the three-cell Chi AK pouches. Four-cell. There's a lag period. Or no, they were before.
2: three. I'm sorry. The they're la- they're there's right.
0: a lag period between when the AKs show up and when you see them being used, and the, the the best example of that I can really say for just protect, if we want to nail down January February of sixty eight, yeah, yeah, is all the dead Viet Cong in Hue, or the mainland guys. Like there's not a lot of Chaicom Com rigs. It's all AKs with mags stuck into shit, and I, a lot of them didn't wear kit and stuff. But again, the field gear they brought with them, they didn't bring a lot of those vests. It's really after sixty eight where they, they they get very close. Agreed. Getting all their objectives, and then there's a very there's a six to nine month lag period in the fighting season where they just rebuild. And I agree. Sixty nine comes yeah. around; it's a different war. It's a lot more machine it's, guns. It's, it's, it's definitely a lot more, different. Yeah, yeah, yep. you know, but it's but a no, funny I, period. I, I, I would just
2: know? I would just you know say that we're within about nine months of our research and the, everything.
0: The and regiment all, that yeah. had all the AK pouches went just to the north to Quezon. but the one that went to Gloria. Didn't get equipped with those <laughs> pouches. And that's why we don't, you know what I mean? That's the no, stupid no, semantics ex- we're down well, to. Well, that's exactly that you it. Have like, 68, you have for 68. That's, know?
2: that's what I'm saying. Yeah. is like they started to be issued them in mm-hmm. mid to late 67. It's just, it's just like our shit, right? Yeah. Like I said, the MC7 frag grenade was not there until 60, late 68, 69, mostly. And 70, you start seeing them, you know, it's like, so, but these guys had that trail with the Chinese mass producing shit. And so in 67 you're going to start seeing the Type 56 AK 3-celled fucking pouches, but only with certain units and if they could get if they get the supplies to them. That's the thing is like South Vietnam is big, right? It's the size of a fucking huge state in the US. And yeah, some Viet Cong units would have had these with their rifles. Some would have not. So yeah, no, we're in we're agreement on this. It's just like, we're about nine months apart on where we think that it, and I could be wrong. You could be right and vice versa. So
0: it's, you know, it's very funny. And the other thing too, the touch in here, they did kind of mention, or not really, but you know, about how there's, when you find one you, there's usually more, there was a very interesting structured network that the NVA used. And you could kind of loosely apply it to the Viet Cong. But again, you're talking about regional like Minutemen. Yep, is is a exactly term yep. compared to an army that's in in a country that's you know a professional occupied yep. yeah yep. but basically you know they would split the units up into platoons and so like a platoon each platoon would be within an hour's running march quick march of each other and then each regiment or each company would be within twelve hours of assembling you know and then it was each regiment was within a day of a quick march so there was a very interesting quilt work of like how it worked so for example like the battle of uh ashaw valley not ashaw but like you know we were soldiers lz x-ray
2: you slowly
0: get the longer you're there the more enemy you have because of the structure because okay one day
2: you're drawn Valley,
0: yeah so you get one day 24 hours into the fight you double the enemy you're fighting two days in double the enemy because that's how their tactics worked you know so Mm -hmm. it's this interesting structure of like okay everybody is within a few hours of reacting to a certain type of situation
2: you know yeah and that's how they that's that's how they were fighting the uh the french and the japanese and the chinese before that and it's like it adapted and the one thing they couldn't adapt to was we had superior artillery and air support and that was they were all about infantry tactics and they were really fucking good at it excellent at it of like okay it wasn't just wave tactics it was like precision like here's where we're going to fucking cripple them because they're weak here and it was like good and then all of a sudden the americans come and they're like oh we have artillery and helicopters okay well how do how do we face that and yeah and so and and even the viet cong knew this too cuz again they were being advised by nva regulars right it's like it's like in, in our revolution, right? We were being advised by actual officers that had fought with the British Army, Prussians, yep. and yep. you know Frenchmen and yeah, French, exactly. And uh, it doesn't mean you're professional, but it means you're effective. And um, yeah, that's how the Viet Cong operated, and they were fucking devastating. And then, well, uh, really film. quick, at the end of this film. The guy said the Viet Cong is over. Oh also, this scene, fuck this. There's no remote fucking Claymores. That's not how a Claymore fucking works. You also you, you also
1: noticed they had it faced the wrong way. Oh my god, <laughs> Front
2: towards enemy.
1: Yeah. It's like,
2: what are you doing? This whole scene was so fucking retarded um my god do we want to? Lo- so also- before yeah. so before we get yeah. into it ready because yeah. it will
1: interesting... be on imfdb the claymore so we can talk I, about and, that and, well i can also literally talk about
0: Viet Cong tactics for like three hours because it's very fascinating it's very again you know the what you get from people that were there that fought them is not what the truth of what happened like you know it, it's just it's when you talk about the facts it's really interesting but um the backpacks you know what they are you're gonna get me mad in the film or in reality in the film. Okay. Ready? They're not Povin pa- uh, three-sale packs or Tricom bricks. They look like fucking 28 packs that are bastardized somehow. <laughs> you know how?
2: I don't know how. Like, they got some extra straps on the outside, and they got the meat can
0: pouch off. Just, you nailed it. All they did was they took the meat can pouch off a 28-pack. But there's extra <laughs> straps on them. Those are the straps for the meat camp pouch yeah. that go usually. No, inside. no, but they're on the bottom. But, they're on the bottom. They're not they're not up yeah. the top. Like No, the, they're, they're because there's no weight in the pack, everything's lower than it should be. No,
1: yeah, they she, yeah, Jesus Jesus right. Ah, yep, he's right. See,
0: look, there's a shovel, and then here's your slits. Yeah, I know okay. And then everything is they're twenty eight packs without the meat camp pouch. That's what I thought. And I was like, I, yeah. am I losing my fucking mind. Nope, you weren't. Okay. That's exactly what they are. Yeah. Isn't it funny? I will say, for someone with no budget, for the 1980s, for a khaki kind of pack, it's not the, and not the worst thing to do. Like, it did throw me for aloof until I realized, like, wait a minute. Because there's oh, the Sapper ten. Chicks. That's a 10. And the, the, the one in front of the medic chick? That's a yeah. 10. The Sapper Chicks are fucking, they have meat can patches by themselves. That they're like, you know, when they're waving and stuff. <laughs> yep, yep. So yep, that's what they yep. did. So, oh, fuck. again. Yeah. It's, you see, I told you to yeah, get mad. Yeah. So no, I'm not mad. I'm just like I'm glad. Well, it's not that right. Shit. It's ingenious. I have to give it to. So him. Like, okay, the Viet Cong, very good they idea. Would not
2: have had 28 packs.
0: No, they would have had three Celphavin packs. Correct. Which is the Chinese ones and stuff. Which yes. are great packs. They're awesome. yes, exactly. Way okay. Better than rucks.
2: So like. I'm not. I'm not losing my fucking mind completely. No. No. So, but if you
0: need, if it's 1988 and you need a bunch of khaki packs and you go to a surplus store. That's that's a good option, you know. Seventy five cents so. a
2: piece. Take them.
0: Uh, yeah, I gotta, I got it like four hundred gooks I gotta outfit tomorrow. Yep, so, exactly. Hey Tony, what do you got? You know, fucking. You give how much rice can dollars? I put one of these? You give me yeah. four hundred dollars to give you this whole fucking pallet full of them. I'll okay. take one rye.
1: We're know? good.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but um, no, that's what they are. The twenty eight. Speaking packs.
1: of which, I've never heard so. the word dink before. That was new to me. I oh I've heard it before I, from I, those had, I hadn't that oh. was that was new to me yeah, I was yeah. like oh I've, oh, I've heard from then all 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 I, I can remember was space balls were the little the little uh, ew, uh, oh God they're not ewoks the the oh God the things the Jawas. The, the the Jawa ripoffs and spaceballs they all go dink 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 and I'm like I can't think of anything <laughs> else now God oh. <laughs> no so. I've, I've
2: literally heard dink nip even though it's not correct. They used to say, like, so from Vietnam vets that have told me, like, how they referred to the uh, Vietnamese, Charlie. right? <laughs> the NBA. Well, yeah, Charlie, of course. We're like, yeah. okay, for, for viewers or listeners, Cooke, slope, don't know. Now, for, I, I just want, <laughs> hey, I want to make this very clear. That was too fast. <laughs> for listeners that, yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there in a second. For listeners that don't know where the term Charlie comes from, it came from a abbreviated term of Victor Charlie, which is the phonetic alphabet for vc right Viet Cong, and so they just started calling him charlie and it was a short thing and that became a nickname very early on that's where that comes from now brian what was the uh, other racial service you were talking about <laughs> <laughs> slink dope zip yep zip definitely and that's a korean thing that's a korean war thing yeah, yeah. gook Gook, yep, and that's also a gook Korean is it, War thing.
0: Well, Gook is funny because, and I obviously want to
1: cut this out, Nate, but um, no, I, it comes it, because whatever.
2: Nobody's gonna bitch. I've never had anybody it, bitch about things. It's I historical
1: say context on that. It, but yeah, but I might cut what gook you're about to say. it comes from
0: <laughs> Korea, and it, as far as I know, it means friend in Korean. Correct. And all of these Korean vets came home, and they had children, and you know, or they had kids, and they, they told them, oh, well, you know, when I was in Korea, they would all say Gook you know mm-hmm. well, that's friend and you know eventually also in the korean war they would just call people the enemy gook because when you go to every town and, and all these kids are yelling gook at you and you're like from the bronx and you're like what the fuck so yeah you know, it's, it's a term you're gonna use so yeah. anyway all these guys just said it you know as they're growing up in the late 50s early 60s so it became kind of a term and then all of a sudden you're in an asian country fighting people and it's like well a term comes back you know so
2: yeah I mean, it, it's like it can be derogatory if you wanted to but like it's basically like, um, the equivalent of a, like calling a Polish person. If you're Polish, like you go, ah, Polak, you know, they, they say it's a derogatory term, but like, if you're saying ah Polak, you know, you know, fucking, oh, I, I'm a fellow Polish guy or Polish person rather. And then it's not derogatory. So it's like one of those things, like that's a gook came from, it's derived from is like, yeah, you're a fellow Korean. And I can, you know, hey, let's just speak and whatever. Um, yeah, I've heard um, a lot of fucking slang terms for the... Uh, the most common, obviously, is gook. But um, it's it's funny in Vietnam. Like, that's what they... The Americans would call them. And the Koreans called them the same shit, from what I understand. Like, one guy was a Marine that was with the Rock guys. Uh, he said they call them fucking gooks. And zips and fucking slopes and whatever the fuck you want to call it. But that that's just what they would call them. I wonder if there's anybody listening from Vietnam, if you had ancestors fighting for the Viet Cong or NVA, um, and they ever told you what they would call the Americans. That's what I
1: was about to ask. There you, was a you term. Knew, I can't remember. Term, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I just, I, if you're listening in the comments, please, um, post on the comments because I'm actually curious because most of the guys that I know who were in Vietnam in the Vietnam War don't know what the Vietnamese would call like the Vietnamese soldiers would call American or Australian or you know rock guys like was there any like slang terms that would now be considered you know racial slurs but like they would just refer to them as so that's a very curious thing my favorite
0: yeah. um there's a whole list of it I got to find it again but when we used to do Australian SAS for Vietnam, there's a really awesome glossary of Australian slang terms from the Vietnam War, and the one I always never forgot was wanking spanner <laughs> is your right hand. So I might was a wanking spanner, you know, so.
1: <laughs> good old Aussie fashion. I, I'm not now I want to give uh, I want to give danger close a zero out of 10 because they didn't use wank spanner in their well, dialogue. there is when we wanking do
0: spanner. um, odd angry
1: shot, they use all that shit. So. That is well, that we, is a movie that people have been hounding us for. I know we'll I know. get
0: to it. It's a very good movie. It's also an ASASR. Wanking
2: spreader. It's basically like the equivalent of like what we what I was told like in basic and shit is like your dick beater. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know it's like you. I don't want you na- nasty little fucking dick beaters anywhere around my fucking area. Get the fuck Drop away from me.
1: Shuck your and grab your socks. <laughs> so do we want to start on uh, now yep. that we've educated everyone to time. be <laughs> to, to use. Vietnam, Vietnam slang. We should. In all
2: honesty, though, Nate, like you can put that on there. Like nobody's gonna give. No, a No, I'm, I'm probably gonna keep so. some
1: of it on there. But <laughs> it is like, it, no, it, it's it's literally historical. Context. It is. No, like, no, no, no. It, it is. I mean, like, it's and I also
2: do want to know if there was any Vietnam. No, no, no. Like, so do I. No, so, no, so do terms. I. So. I
1: really do because I I, I I read there is there is one, one, I one and I, I can't it. remember what yeah. it is yet. Yeah. Brian, Brian. Yeah,
2: I can't. I, yeah, yeah, I, I, can I know. I
1: remember it from either it's, a movie or a something I read or the countless like Vietnam yeah. like YouTube rabbit holes you go down you go down in but I'll look it
0: through some it. of the memoirs I have some of the funny things that you do find when you read like about you know American soldiers fighting like from an every perspective like for example the Japanese said that American Marines smell like goats. Yeah. And yeah. Because every soldier's have smells, you yeah. know, and for example, the, they said the Japanese smell like chrysanthemum because they would use chrysanthemum a lot, like, you know, perfumes just to try to clean themselves in the field. But it's kind of a funny thing. So whenever, if you're, if you're a goat farmer or something, although you got a bunch of Marines around you. Right. You know? I, so. well, I,
1: I was going to say that first thing that came to my mind was goat fucker, but I wasn't too sure what, <laughs> but, but, you know, yeah. but the thing is, is that, you know, we've also talked about how with the Korean war stuff, how the Chinese smell like garlic. Garlic, and, yeah, and, and yeah. And that all, was a big and thing. A bunch of other stuff, and so it'd be interesting to see um, what that comes off of. But anyway,
2: but yeah, yeah,
1: um, I'd be ge- generally interested. So, so, I, uh, and it'd
2: be it'd be cool to have somebody that like had somebody in the Vietnam War from Vietnam, you know, like somebody
0: who has a, a grandfather or. Let's you know. go to Vietnam and find that man.
1: Hey, what would you call me? <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's go to Chu Chi. <laughs> what do I look like Chiu-Chi. to you? <laughs> let's make a video of birch trying to get into the tunnels yeah not gonna happen what do you mean the cave in this movie was like the size of a subway tunnel yeah here's a flare i'll give you a flare and a revolver
2: okay (laughs) fair enough i'll do that one yeah i'll just get through the smell of dead fucking rotting bodies
0: here we go Uh, yeah right right, my bad
2: 14 yeah, the M14 they have on the stock picture is not what he carried. It's a fiberglass stock completely.
0: Yeah. It didn't take me long to figure that out. And uh, it's it probably just in the wrinkle M14.
2: Right, and the, the Arvin guy's, like, got a fucking DC. Decent... He's got a real M21. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's the like, art scope on it and everything. Yeah.
2: So. Like, also, that's why the, the rifle Red Red should be using. Like, again. Arvin strange, you know. the, No, the beret shit, like. It's a movie thing. Anyway, but, let's go down. The,
1: but isn't he technically like What's South funny? Vietnamese or something or North Vietnamese? Well, yeah,
2: he's, he's, uh, South, yeah, he's South Vietnamese. Yeah, he's Arvind. There's a
1: scene, there's a
0: really good movie we'll get to eventually called Platoon 317. And it's about uh, French troops trying to fall back from a, a, an outpost. Because, long story short, after DMB and Phu, they pulled in a lot of guys that were in random outposts, just like to Hanoi or the major hubs, because they knew that the war was basically over. And a lot of those guys never made it from their random places. So, it's about these guys that escape. And long story short, there's a scene where there's a French, um, like, uh, Vietnamese soldier with a Moss 44 sniper rifle in an ambush sequence. Yeah. Uh, And it's really hot, and it looks just like this sequence where the guy's got an M21. So, to me, I'm just like, is that copied? Like, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, But, yeah, totally wrong.
2: Yeah, anyway. A1- Yes, they would have been around like I said, but the 30 rounders, that's a complete fucking no-go in 68. Yep. That's it's no, it's not going. I'm going to It's amazing
1: how you can throw that thing around so easily. I will try to put a gif or a clip in a corner of him hit fire jerking <clears throat> that thing. I will try to fit Please it don't. In the
0: pot. It, it's amazing. It's really uh it's out there.
2: Those are A1 so they got the full fucking defense on them and
0: well, it was filmed in Australia, so it's, like, those are probably ones that were in yeah. Vietnam. Or uh, yeah. the ones and they were that they also, bought, yeah, so.
2: in service, yeah.
0: That's the so. funny thing when you do get, you know, countries that make certain movies uh-huh. because they have surplus that's there. Unlike the States where it's, like, just, it could be Rock River, it could be whatever. Right.
2: No, Those are, like, used fucking, like, M16A1s. Like, it's yeah. good shit.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, those are, <laughs> an 18-year-old foot beat the shit out of that thing, <laughs> for sure, you yeah. know, like, it's got that look. Yeah, the Type fifty six. Um, yeah, very perfect. common. Made yep. the same factory that made the real ones. Like,
2: yep. Well, man, the same machinery. Yeah, they sent it yep. to China. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yeah, milled receivers, love it. Um, spike bayonets, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, An Orinco Type fifty six or Type fifty six one from the eighties is a real gem. Like, pro- one of the best imports they ever made. Or you know, just they're so good. Out of the box, it's like, you know, it's one of the only firearms out there. Like, because even an SP1 is wrong
1: for Vietnam. They're, they're, honestly, they're banned yeah, now, yeah. right, from the States. Like, we can't get any more. Most
0: of them were banned in the original '94 or, or the Brady Bill cut into a lot of it. I mean, right. a lot of reasons. It, but the ones that did get here, they're just like, I don't know, just Dude, I would nice say, fucking pre bans.
2: Honestly, Brian, what do you think? I would say the you go M72AB, or I'm sorry, M70AB2. Mm-hmm. and the Norinco Type 56 1 I think are the best fucking AK variants that were ever made. Yeah,
0: yeah. I agree for for the civilian sporting market or or just for sporting just, market just, I totally No, agree. in
2: general like military use as well. Like mm-hmm. I think I think those two were the best quality and the they were really good. Mm-hmm. I mean, people will disagree with me, I don't care, but like the people 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 think of Chinese-made weapons as shit, and it's like, uh, no,
1: no, that's a boomerism. That's that's come yeah. down through generations because I used to think that too until I got my hands on some recent um, S- Chinese SKSs, and I'm like, well, yeah, my Chinese holy, SKS that was fuck. sent to Albania. Yeah,
2: it, it's fucking, it's beautiful. I love it. Now there's as some. As now there's some know.
1: because the, the SKS is next. Now there's some SKSs from China. They're absolute shit. And I think those are the ones made in like the 19. Well, they were made
2: for, for for the civilian market. Yeah, yeah. the Narinka ones. That were made for the civilian market, yeah, yeah, but they're still they're still nice. They're right? still but, okay, nice, but they're
1: but if in terms of craftsmanship, nothing like an they're, 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 they're sh- No, they're shit. No. you know. But mm-hmm. so
2: let's go ahead and go down to the SKS. We're at it. But,
0: no, I I do agree with that. They're they're beautiful. They're just yep. out of the, the box.
2: Yugoslavians and the Chinese. I think killed the fucking ass or the the AKM yep. platform and like they. And the
0: thing is, like you know, you got to think the environment the the these guns went through in Vietnam. And they still operate great. Like mm-hmm. every Chinese SKS, like even my previous numbering back is beat the fucking shit, but it still works. Oh yeah. And it could sure. take a lot more abuse. even oh, for though it's absolutely old, sure. You know, like an SKS just in general is just such a reliable firearm, you know, I and fucking the Chinese I love, like, the even SPS. the type 53s they made. Like I've seen so many of those that are sewer pipes for barrels and fucking, the, well, I, they'll, I have, they'll I have still a, be shooting. I have a couple years, and you know? they fucking perform beautifully. Yeah. Beautifully, Sip, Kiss is the perfect acronym. Yep. If you keep it simple, it will always work Well, they also you
2: they know? also machined them on the rush or the Soviet machinery to the standards that they said, hey, if you do it like this, they'll be good, and they did it better because they made them slower.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And the old world
1: machining, you know, yeah.
2: That's what I think, and oh, this is it for the SKS on this.
1: Yeah, that's it. It's there's only yeah. there's only one time you really see it, and it's in this sniper scene. And I use quotation marks. Well, I, I okay, so Shoot that's, that's other grip I
2: have with the film is like there should have been a lot more Type fifty sixes out there, the SKS oh, yeah. rather. Mm-hmm. There should have been a lot more because those things were shipped in by the fucking plane. I Lowe. bet
0: you. I know why though. Blank adapter issues. That's the biggest problem with SKS's oh, in every yeah, not movie threaded, ever. Yep, yep. They're not, they're not threaded. threaded. Yeah. Yep.
1: You, you don't tap them.
0: You know. What movie? Yep. What? I'd love to see. What
1: Vietnam? I think movie we saw a we bunch do of that had a lot of SKS's? What?
0: Danger Close. I think. Danger Close. yes. Danger Close. Okay. Which yeah. we were very surprised. It was one of the better parts of the movie. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah, and it, it had a bunch of SKS's. It's like that mm-hmm. fucking rifle was so fucking prevalent during the Vietnam War, um, oh, yeah. by NVA and VC's. Mm-hmm. It's like. Yeah, the nineteen eleven A There's a really
0: famous photo of that really old guy in the cave with one. Yeah, or the, the tunnel with one and everything. And that's
2: an early Type fifty six with the blade bayonet.
0: And that's a, he's got the really cool like yep. very early yep. Viet Minh helmet. Mm-hmm. We call it the trapezoid.
2: And that guy was probably about five foot one, because like yeah, if 5, I if I were to crouch, yeah, if I were to crouch down like that with an SKS it would look like a fucking red rider on me like,
1: <laughs> and like you and me both, man. Cause like you and I are yeah. the same. When, when you guys squat, you're still four feet tall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The 1911.
0: Yep.
2: A one. Yeah. Um, I did like that scene where like he did, not he wasn't wearing rank. And I'm like, what the fuck rank is this guy? And he's like, well, today I'm a captain and mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, you're one of those lieutenants. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I have people
0: play that game. Yep. Actually,
2: actually, honest to God, fairly realistic. I've witnessed... get away with it back
0: then a lot easier I... than you oh, get today. Well,
2: I witnessed that kind of shit happen personally when I was in. Not going to name names.
0: Velcro. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yeah. and this was
2: pin-on. And mm-hmm. uh, he's got the cab sabers sewn on, but he doesn't have his fucking rank sewn on. It's like, uh... but I The I've red witnessed... bar
0: was interesting on his cab patch. I've yeah, I
2: actually don't know what the fuck that... I, I've... I it's come across my path in the past, Mm -hmm. but um, I actually don't know what that is.
0: You're talking about this thing. I think that was a in country variant for like maybe
2: they the first cat had a lot of variants. Yeah, and um, yeah, so also okay, really quick, little little quick, zoom in, zoom back in. As an army officer. You're not the fucking Navy or the Marine Corps or the Air Force. You will wear your branch of insignia on your left fucking collar. You will wear your rank on your right. So that lieutenant right there that's wearing two lieutenant bars, not fucking realistic at all. And there was there was more than one in this film that did that. So the guy on the right, right, our our fucking jovial needs a haircut guy, that's correct. You have your rank on your right collar. And your branch of insignia on your left is an Army officer. Marine Corps, Navy and Air Force all wear two ranks. so that that was fucked up. That was stupid. That was a stupid technical error that I don't know what the fuck happened, maybe or the Army didn't understand. But why the fuck is the guy on the right having it correct? What, and then: Do
1: you know do you, do, they, do, you, do you know who the advisor was on this?
2: I'm pretty sure early Army was an advisor. Have to
1: look it up. I'll, I'll have to look it up. I'll I'm see. almost
2: positive it said. I'm in the beginning. sure. I, I'm
1: sure. I'll look it up in the, at the end. That's when we're done with this. But I'm pretty sure you're right. But I just want to double check before we start.
2: I think there was two advisors, and he was one of them. Okay. So. I mean, he advised. He I,
1: advised a ton of other films. So. Um,
2: yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, but it's like, dude, it's a stupid little detail that, like, I guess I don't know.
0: Squires bring Bingham M100. Probably just like a the representation Bingham? of the myriad of, of revolvers you see in country. That's not the fucking revolver
2: he had. That's a fucking
1: mm, no. It is. There's a little no. Look
2: at the barrel length. I mean, maybe it's the model. Maybe it's the frame and everything. The, but like... the
0: frame is probably a little different, but
2: yeah. No, but like the barrel's different. It's a different length. But anyway, yeah. it doesn't matter. TT thirty three. It's it's a TTC guaranteed at this point in the war. Mm-hmm. It's a TTC, but oh yeah, doesn't matter.
0: The M60, the pigs worked great in this movie. And there were some good shots of them loading them and stuff. So I will have to say. Mm. This
2: I'm was not worth... saying the
0: tactics of them, but I, I, again, it's always nice to see a pig that works.
2: The M60 Delta. M- I love this. I actually love this that it wasn't like a fucking M60. It was an actual Delta where you got yep. the fucking butterfly grip or the butterfly trigger on there.
1: I love those AA sights on the 60. Mm-hmm. It looked fucking cool.
0: Yeah,
2: that whole
1: so that what's th- what's that this whole one? that whole thing with him—it's right here. Um, that whole, all uh, that whole like making him a hero and all this kind of stuff—I understand what they're trying to do, but I hate that guy in the movie. <laughs> just, yeah. just, uh, it was annoying. Yeah. yeah.
2: So what's what's this one? I haven't it's seen live this one before.
1: Uh, no, I've never uh, seen that it's either. Twelve seven. Twelve seven.
0: God, take out I, I will
1: just for audio listeners. Uh, the double the, the, it's it's AA the joke site we team. keep doing, but M two, but but the double AA that's really cool. I haven't seen. I that call in... that the tit site. <laughs> I've never really seen that actually.
0: Yeah, because that doesn't. That's not a real thing. Oh, it exactly oh. shouldn't exist. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. It, it's, so it's it's a it's a mockery. Of... Okay, got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. Literally, It bullshit was an AA site.
2: Also, go scroll up a little bit. Like to that that picture right there, where there's the, you know, the guy feeding it. That fucking gun would be so much lower than what they fucking positioned it at.
0: Well, it's on a seventeen tripod. That's why.
2: I understand. It's the same seventeen yeah. tripod as the VC we're using in another scene.
0: Yep. I get yeah. that.
2: But um, that 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 gun, realistically, like if you're if you're talking like tactically, would have been so much fucking lower and concealed
0: it should it should be a lot lower and it should have a fucking starlight on it that's the real fucking vietnam war 50 of fob
2: um uh, not necessarily a starlight i mean it's early 68 like, when you see them in gate when you see them used you know yeah but that's also the exception it's not really the rule like for for this point in the vietnam war like early 68 it's still like those those are going to fucking units that are like
0: 50s are rare you know, in in installations like this. Well, that,
2: that, that's not, that's the next point I was going to bring up is like, you might have one in a tower, or not not even about in a the tower. The helicopter like, space that
0: takes up, you know, yeah, like I it's mean, just it's fucking insane.
2: The M seventy nine,
0: yep. Again, great to see this much use of it. You know, yep. I'll buy it. Maybe the right use, but it's awesome. Was, fucking it nice wrapping. to see. Yep, awesome. Besides, like the scene at the Hao Bridge in Apocalypse Now, I can't think of another M seventy nine. Well, there was a little bit in Hammer Hill, but...
2: This isn't the M26. The M26 didn't have the fucking jungle clip on it. So, this is an M61. They've incorrectly labeled that. But, um, yeah, I mean, that was the standard issue hand grenade for most of the Vietnam War for U.S. troops. And the M18A1 Claymore.
1: And it's faced the opposite way of the building, so... Yes.
2: So, I've, I've, I've worked at these in person... What in the fuck was this scene about? Like, I got radio antennas so you can fuck it. No. You put the fucking blasting cap in, whichever side is more convenient for you. You fucking have the wire that comes back to your clacker. And you have to fucking have that. Bam, 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 three clicks. Boom, the thing blows up. So that was a complete bullshit fucking uh, display of how the Claymore actually is employed and works. They they just set it on the side of a, I, I just don't understand. And it's not just this film. It's a lot of films. They don't understand how a Claymore fucking works. It's not that simple to just set and fucking forget. If you set and forget it, well, cool. You just gave your enemy a bunch of C4 and a bunch of fucking steel ball bearings for free. You have to literally. You're connected to that fucking thing, and they're not easy to set up or like get back and deploy. They're mainly used in defensive positions, right? Like when you when you're setting an ORP up for the... or a object, ad, objective rally point or a fucking rally point in general or like a, just a fucking patrol base at night. Yeah, you go out and you set these thing these things out and front towards enemy means that way is the boomy way, right? But you also have a fucking hard line on that fucker with clackers. And you know where they are. You know who set what up. That's how the Claymore mine is supposed to be employed. And they still use them today and they're very effective. But in movies, they never fucking get it right. And it pisses me off. And it's like... And also when they explode, it's like this giant fiery fucking... No. No. It's, It's a big boom with a puff of smoke. And by that time, the damage is done. If you can see the smoke, you survived. You're good to go. Like, yeah. Oh, shit, that was loud. That was fucking weird. But, like, Jesus Christ. Wh- why are Claymore's, like, this thing in, like, like fiction fantasy that, like, they're just these, like, fucking weapons of mass destruction. Oh, there's a fucking mini nuke going off. No. I don't understand it.
1: The, um... And then we'll roll in the final thoughts. But the yep, uh, yep. the it's like Commando with the whole like flip the lights, flip the switch and the light turns on. Uh, <laughs> They're <laughs> an eighty probable, super weapon, you know. You know, yeah, yeah. But That's, how is
0: that still? It's like it's still yeah, it's in an films. action movie trope, you know. Yeah, just, I, okay, yeah. It's like the MP5 or the M60. Get E4. to the chopper. Uh! It's just some things just don't die in films and the front towards enemy is just a very striking thing to see and for cinematographers that know nothing about military kit they're like look at the flashy things it's just (laughs) yep it's a it's an 80 super weapon so you know
2: it's just fucking insane
0: like yeah it's funny how it's lived on in all these strange forms that's what i mean like it's like Right, we're 30 years into this shit. The only, well, the only thing we haven't seen it used is
1: as a fucking frisbee, but just wait. <laughs> <You know. laughs> Look, we haven't seen, we haven't watched Sisu what, yet, so maybe it's in there some way. What's, cr- what's crazy is that if you read to a lot of memoirs
0: and things, like you hear about Chinese claymores and trees that were so devastating. Like fucking, they, you know, they were squad killers, but you never see that. It's always like American claymore used incorrectly. So.
2: Yeah, and it just like like in platoon, I did like that where um they had the claymore set out and he had the clacker, and he just fucked it up or whatever, and then like
0: boom, and then it goes off like after the fact. Mildew, moisture. I mean, there's a lot of things that could fuck well, also up. There's, there's a reason there's a, that they say press the button to test.
2: You well, know? no. Well, you have a, a separate tester for that. You can't test the clacker itself. You have to plug a thing in to test it before you do that. What, what what this thing is, is like, that's why I liked it in platoon. There's a safety, a fucking, a little piece of metal that comes up. And if you push that, it's not going to do anything. And then you have to fucking physically remove that, bend it back, and then fucking go. Boom. But uh, most of the time, well, all the time, you're going to keep the fucking safety on until you need to engage that. And uh, so that's why a lot of people just, they panic and they just, oh, it's not working. Pull this back and then fucking do it. Um, it does. It does work because if you clack it three times and then hold it up to somebody's hand, it will give them a little bit of a shock.
0: Hmm. A little bit of a twenty-seven
2: hit. kV. <laughs> yeah. Well, it actually it's um it's uncomfortable, but it's not like devastating. Yeah. It's just like oh, it's like a bad tingle. Put your dick bad touch. In it. Bad touch. <laughs> bad touch. So,
0: yeah. Um. Bad touch. Well, yep. I think we have arrived at final thoughts. Yep. <laughs> Right. Once it start. <coughs> as I die. This is an interesting movie, and I say that not because it's like you learn something from it. I say that because it's just a very mixed bag. It's not a really bad movie. It's not like a really mediocre movie. It's like this bad movie that gets a lot of things right for some reason. So it's just very strange. And at the same time, you get these really horrible things like 25 fucking, you know, decapitated heads and like all this other random shit along the way. And on top of it all, Arlie Ermey is in it. It's like it's just it's a very strange movie. And it makes sense for the time it was made. And late 80s was an influx of tons of Vietnam movies after the success of. You know, Platoon and everything in 86 and 87. There's two other films we haven't done yet. One's The Iron Triangle, and the other one is The Platoon Leader. They're both late 80s uh, Vietnam War films like this. Um, I've never seen them. I just know of them. So it was made in an age of, like, people trying to capitalize on Vietnam War films. Like, Missing in Action, I believe, came out around this time as well. And you get, like, five of those movies with Chuck Norris and things. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it's a... It's a very strange movie, and it's not strange good, it's strange bad, but that being said, I'm going to have to give this a 5 out of 10. The only reason I give it such a high score is because it's worth watching because of how strange it is. You, you, If you have not seen this, and you're just listening to us talk about this, like, Watch the movie
1: and you'll see what we mean. I'll I'll link it. I'll link it, on, you just, I'll link it on the description because it's free on Tubi right now. So I'll, I'll yeah, link it. It's free it, on yeah. Tubi.
0: It's free on Amazon. It's usually easy to find or easier to find, but it's a very strange movie and it's so unique. It's like the it's like the Vietnam Wars room. It's like it's just worth a watch. Grab a beer, grab some friends, and just what the fuck is going on? Like <laughs> I I don't know what else to say, but it's just uh it's an interesting movie. There's not a lot of movies that are like this, you know, that uh, it's kind of like culty but not um, but it's just a really sh- interesting movie. <laughs> I I just can't put it in the terms other than that. And that being said, I will ta- pass the talking Firebase over to Mike B. So. The
2: acting was absolute dog shit, Arlie me included. I would say that to his face if he was still alive. I'd be like, the acting in that film was dog shit. Like, it was so fucking... Everybody was just horrible. It was so fucking overdone. But, like, they were trying to be serious, so it's like, oh, it's even worse. It wasn't trying to be a Far movie, and I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, the uh, technical details, not good. Um, and yeah, I know there was a lot of Vietnam shit coming out at that point, And maybe, cause was this not an Australian production crew that did this? It was. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they were trying to capitalize on this. I, I, can, I can,
1: I can, I can check that real quick. But yeah, go for it.
2: Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was, but like, yeah, I just want to confirm. Um, the acting was complete horse shit. The fucking tactical shit was completely horrific um i would like to know if there's any vietnam vets um listening to this if you guys were like combat arms and shit and you guys were in situations like this i think the tactical stuff is just absolute bullshit because i i've talked to a lot of vietnam vets and like they would never they've ne- never have fucking done about 90 percent of the shit that these guys are like walking you know, hip firing, fucking placing weapons where they would place them in this film, and whatever. It's just like so fucking stupid. Like, and if Army was an advisor, they either he shit the bed and was just looking for a paycheck on this one, or they just didn't listen to him. It's 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 one of those two. So anyway, um, the story's pretty fucking boring. A lot of lot of tropes, like we've talked about. Um, and for this one, I'm gonna give it a 3.2 out of 10. It's, I would not recommend unless you want to just sit down, like Brian said, have a couple beers with your buddies, and just make fun of something. It's, if you if you don't know history at all, it's entertaining, and I think that's what they were going for. But you can you can also do both. You can cross it over, and make it accurate and be entertaining. And they just, it was just such a 60s fucking action flick, a war action flick mixed with Hyena Road. Now, really quick, and then I'll let you go, Nate. The coverage, like you said, uh, in spots, very decent. I did love, like that first one where um, the guy was going through the the, the the creek, okay? And they had like the the camera panning through the creek, the water splashing and like the leaves moving. Love that. love that. love the uh, overshots of the uh, Firebase itself and all that stuff. A lot of good coverage. I do not blame the cinematographers at all. This was all production and direction and acting that fucked it for the whole thing. And writing. Writing was terrible. So, anyway, uh, Nate? Or I'll just ahead.
0: interject quickly. Also, when the movie starts and they all stand up in the field, that was pretty cool. Like, you know, there were some sequences that were... In- Again, interesting. You know? Yeah. Yep. And the one, there's the one crane shot, like you mentioned, where the NV or the yeah, they're attacking the, the, you know, the fire base, and yep. like it goes up that little ravine, and then you look down into like the the rampart, if you want, to move yeah. a better term. Yeah. yeah. Like you know, it was yeah, there were some very well thought. A lot out of good things. coverage.
2: Yep. So I'm not going to blame those guys at all. The cinematographers. Nope. But yeah, the rest of it fucking blue dick.
1: <laughs> um. I was trying to find um, anything about Lee Ermey being an advisor. I couldn't find anything. Um, There's not a lot of information on this movie. Um, Funny enough, the cinematographer worked on... uh, uh, Not as a cinematographer, but he's best known for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie for camera and electrical (laughs) department in 1995. So there's that. But... but we got uh, something six years after this yeah, fucking disaster. Yeah, yeah. went on to better things. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, there's... there's go, go, Power Rangers. There, there's, there's a lot of things that have already been said, but I also want to chime in, like, you know, the, the, the story, the characters, the acting is trash. It is what it is. Um, I don't, but, you know, like, I don't watch John Wick to, you know watch it for the acting I watch it for the stunts and all that kind of stuff and so it's like I I know I, I can normally forgive like a bad story and a bad stuff but the only thing this movie really has going for it is just numbers cinematography and location and sets and I think that's where it tends to be salvaged um you know in terms of the technical stuff like I'm not that well versed in that like Brian and Mike are so you know I I'm not going to chime in on that, but I mean, hearing what they've had to say and all that kind of stuff, I mean, it it, it figures into my score, but not terrible. I mean, this is a movie we've seen a lot worse, I, I feel like. I mean, it's bad, yeah. but it's not the worst thing we've seen. I would, again, like I said in the beginning, I'd much rather watch this over Hyena Road. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think the coverage is really well done. There's some really unique numbers game in terms of extras and things and amputees. And, you know, it, it, it you can see the attempt. And so I see that we didn't even get to talk about the mind scene and all that other stuff, like stabbing his foot with a boot, he cut his fucking shoe. Yeah. Off. Like, yeah, like, like, was... like we didn't even, we didn't even touch on that. I mean, there's a lot of things in this movie. That's just kind of like, what? Okay. That happened, you know, um, you know, a guy came and put his pilot helmet on without his hair being, like, four feet <laughs> off the ground. So, like, I, it just, I don't know. It's just, there's, it's, it's a movie. It's not a good one.
0: Johnny Rocket tried to put a fucking helicopter
1: helmet it's on. It's just yeah. like how you watch, Uh, what's that movie, Death Sentence or the the, the, the dude with the 30 cal and the Bronx. What the fuck movie is that? Death, Death Wish. Death Wish. Death Wish 3. That's a great well, movie. Well, it. It's not a good movie. He's got a gun. It's not a good movie. Like, you know, it's a movie. The, that's the New York that my father left. Okay. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, like, so, like, my, my point is, just like, I would say, again, I think it's like a blood and gold thing where it's like, it's a movie. Watch it. It's, it'll entertain you. It might make you laugh. It might make you angry. You know, but it, it's a movie. And we've experienced a whole lot worse. So, I mean, I think I'm going to give, I don't think I'm going to. Go in the middle of this, like, I'll admit, I fucking was bored. I stopped watching the last 15, 20 minutes of it. I was on my phone, just fucking around and watching. You know, and I I would I would hear someone like start shooting, and then I look up. But like, I didn't care about the nurses. I didn't I didn't give a crap about any of this stuff. Just <laughs> like I don't care. Like it's interesting, and they all get ganked in some form of another, and the guy's gun saves her and all that stuff. Yeah, but it's like. <laughs> I, I I don't I don't give a crap. I don't give a crap about anyone, so in this film. So it's like eh. So all in all, um I'm gonna meet in the middle with both of you. I think I'm gonna give it a four out of ten screen, Mel Gibson's. It's a movie. It's a good ish movie in terms of the uh the things I said. But if you're looking for like historically accurate one of the best Vietnam movies, you know, in that that was made in the eighties, fuck no. No, not at all. It's Lee Army to get Lee Army to get people in the seats and it didn't pan out and I don't really blame him Correct. I blame the writing so. Yep, I agree with you. They wanted to have. Full metal, jacket, full metal Jacket, Full Metal Jacket 2.0, and you notice how he's doing all his speeches and it's the yep. same kind of yep. you dick yep. sucker, you Peter Puffer, you I don't give a crap. Look at Corporal, what's his face? He's dead and I have his head on a, in my hands. Blah, 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 blah because I'm a hard ass motherfucker like that's all that is and yep. so it's it like
0: is just insane like what it, was going it was, through his mind it was le- when he was doing these I things I just
1: connected it it's his chance to me to be um the full mail jacket drill guy if he had gone to Vietnam that's what I think Yeah. I think that's I think that cuz he got killed off in the later half of the movie so he didn't get
2: he, also his his name in Full Metal Jacket was Hartman, and then this one was Hafner.
1: Yeah, interesting.
0: Hmm. Blah. It, <laughs> is, it's an interesting movie, Pepe you know? Silva, and putting putting all these scores into the computer that will tell us if the Australians can make actually a good Vietnam War movie. We get a score of a four point one six out of ten, so it falls just above the why the fuck are you watching this and into the grab a sixer on a thursday night <laughs> yep. it's raining. Yeah, yeah, and watch yeah, this movie yeah. you know that's, it's not a friday exactly night movie it is. This this is, yep. it's not this is matinee, a, this
1: is matinee thursday yeah.
0: yeah yeah this is a this is a filler day <laughs> yep. i got some time but it's just it's so fucking strange it's just it's worth a watch because like like all of us had moments we're watching it like what why do those two girls just get murdered and then blow up? Like, why are they doing this? Why are they... D- it's just... There's so or why, many or why or this, this Or why
1: does the co-star look like he has fucking rickets when he fucking shoots an M16? Like... <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, yeah, it's just... Like, like. <laughs> why does he get shot in the dick? Like, clearly shot in <laughs> yeah, the dick. Yeah, yeah. You that, know? And you probably can, oh, yeah. has a superficial gut shot, wound. A gut shot would be more, like in it than a dick shot.
0: Oh my dick! And clearly know. pushing on a, a blood pump on his penis. <laughs> my yeah, my like god. An injury. Yeah, it's like... Oh my god. It's a, in, With everything else going motion. on.
1: In slow motion, he gets shot in the dick.
0: <laughs> everything else going on, you have a fucking special forces soldier shot in the dick. Like, it's just... It's a very fucking strange movie. And that's why, like I said, it just falls into the thursday matinee yeah it's so. it's nothing you'd want to go out of your don't go out of your way to watch it yeah. yeah this is the worst movie i've ever seen that i i recommend to people watch <laughs> just because of what it is well no you this is like,
2: here brian i agree with you this is the
0: line yeah this, this is this like is the the line. Line. just yeah. a four a four is is a number you know a three and below is like I wasted two hours so that I can tell you in these two hours I'm wasting of yours that you didn't waste two That's hours. That's why I gave it a 3-2 you know,
2: because but, I was like,
0: yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. Like I said, it's
2: entertaining. Like
0: a 4-7 to a seven is like, well, You're you know, I don't watch. have herpes. Worth the watch. I don't know. 7 know. or above
2: is like, okay, watch it. And 7
0: then- to 9 is like, this is a movie. And then 9 above is like. Watch it. Watch yeah. it.
2: Please do. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah. It's like a City of Life and Death, or like a Hamburger Hill, or like a yep. Master. Master great Escape is cool. Master and Commander. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You got Master yeah. Commander.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Yep.
0: You know all that kind of stuff. So it's just, but a four, especially a four-one, it's like oof, skin of the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's fucking strange. But See, that's not what, that's what makes it shine. But
1: it's not a death nail like. Hyena Road and Hurt Locker, and no, it's, no. It's, it wasn't that yeah. bad.
2: But I was that's but you understand what I'm saying was like when I said it's a 60s action war movie, no, yeah, 100, no, 100, better cameras. Yes. Hyena Road was like lazy as shit and just like mm-hmm. trope, 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 trope. Yep. And the 60s, at least they were fucking trying to do something, and it's just like, god damn, man, like, and they had half the gear correct. I'm like, why the fuck. At this point, the gear was dirt cheap. Why the fuck could you just go the extra mile? Hey, Arlie, what did you carry in Vietnam as a Marine? Oh, what did you see the LERP guys carrying? You couldn't fucking do that? Are we serious? Jesus, Proust. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? But anyway.
0: Like, we keep saying, it's just a very odd movie. Yeah, it's very the 80s odd. Vietnam yep. movies, it's probably the strangest. And it ends yeah.
1: odd as well, too. God. Yeah, just what happens to the
0: boy? They just kidnapped the kid. Yeah. And like the the guys that basically murdered everyone in that village are now gonna complete the circle. Like yeah, it's just very, it's just very strange. Well, you see, the thing they, they didn't tell you about
2: is he went out to fight in the Sino-Vietnamese um, War of.
0: He fought the Chinese, like yeah. you know, like fucking. You, you get Harry Kong, like you know, there's so many. Ryan, we don't
1: we don't story. do poor names on this, okay? Like, oh, oof. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't want to dox you. But, uh, <laughs> Thundercock. You know,
0: <laughs> you know. Hairy dong.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, you hairy thundercock dong. Yeah.
0: But I, I really don't think there's anything else to Train say. Tranho. Um, yeah, I think we're good. So I think with that, thank you for your time. And we'll catch you
1: guys this week. Don't forget.
0: This is Vietnam. Understand? Even the girls have balls. <laughs> Instead of their mommies giving them books to send to school, they wrap them up in dynamite and send them to kill GIs. You get that? You get that? Yeah, I just want to fuck.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Said pretty much every GI. Said Mike
1: A. (laughs) Yeah,
0: well, (laughs) there's that. Get your shit together, Murphy. (laughs) Alright, we good to go. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. Otherwise, Mel Gibson won't stop screaming. If you like this content, make sure to check out our Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram pages. If you want to directly support our work, make sure to check out our Patreon. All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out. So, I, this is a story I'm not allowed to tell. Uh, or at least Nathan doesn't want to hear again. So, you know... we. we We recently did a documentary about the South Pacific and specifically the fighting on Cape Gloucester, New Britain Island in 1943. You're talking as if people
2: are going to hear this.
0: And basically, I did a lot of research. I read, you know, 40 books or something, whatever it was. And one of the memoirs had a very interesting story um, that just kind of goes to show how horrible it was to fight in the South Pacific and the toll that it did take on these men. So, long story short, this guy was the first Marine Division veteran. He's trained as a raider. He showed up as a replacement. They made him a cook. He was on Cape Gloucester, Peleliu, Okinawa. Saw a lot of action. Um, went home. Became a salesman. And in 1955, went to go use the bathroom one morning, and he shit his asshole out. He had a fucking tail coming out of his ass. A prolapse. What the fuck? So he went to the doctor, and he had a two- yard-long tropical parasite in his (laughs) intestines. Okay, we're done. And it had (laughs) grown so long that it finally had come out of his anus. And he had to... He was in the hospital for a very long time and they had to give him antibiotics (laughs) and they had to cut it out of him and stuff. And he was very lucky to live. But this happened 10 years after the war. And it just goes to show you that, you know... A drink out of a stream to quench your thirst in September of 1942 or August of 1943 has things that will rot you from the interior for the rest of your life. And just you got to think about the guys that didn't get that diagnosed and that, you know, lived with these ailments they didn't know were were taxing them for years. The Pacific was a really, really horrible place for so many different reasons. Um, But it just is a reminder that fighting in the jungle It takes a toll. And this was a guy in a medical unit who had access to good water most of the time. You know, and and the the ability to to boil water and to, to kill parasites. And still, he had a fucking tropical intestinal parasite. So hopefully one morning you don't wake up after your coffee and fucking shit out your anus.
1: Can I put my headphones back on now? Can I put my headphones back on? Okay. I know where you were at the story because I heard I saw Mike Wretch, and I'm going to put this at the end of the podcast because this is where we're coming back in to talk about the rest of the fucking movie because if you don't want a Wretch like Mike B, I'm giving you a warning. This will be at the end of the podcast. So if, did, if, I get, if, did I get you at, back in the group after, there, after 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 Brian, please share, like, and subscribe <laughs> and, and all that kind of stuff, you're going to hear about a tapeworm coming out of someone's butt. So there you go. So just warning. The it reminds me of that episode of House, and that's what always freaks me out. Uh, I that's where it, anyway. I've cut back in at this
0: point. But that, there's it's your warning. Great men cry 2 by Daniel Darnell. Great it's a Really
1: <laughs> good memoir. Yeah, I'd cry too. Don't worry. That that yeah. No way.
0: I could. Yep. I can even read the. It's in the epilogue. It's right that's here. St-
1: no. 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 Let's get back to the fucking movie.
0: Really quick. Really quick. One. One
2: quick joke is like. God, I got to fucking lose some weight, man. I got to get in shape. My tapeworm just had a fucking heart attack.
0: <laughs> oh, right.
2: Because people used to swallow those fucking things to like for weight loss. And it's like... <laughs> that was a fad, yeah. That was a fad. Yeah, was no, a it was. Thing. And it's
0: like... Ugh.
2: Jesus yeah. fucking
0: Christ. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it just is a reminder that fighting in the jungle, it takes a toll. And this was a guy in a medical unit who had access to good water most of the time. You know, and and the ability to to boil water and to to kill parasites. And still, he had a fucking tropical intestinal parasite. So hopefully one morning you don't wake up after your coffee and fucking shit out your anus.
1: Can I put my headphones back on? Okay. I know where you were at the story because I heard, I saw Mike Retch. And I'm going to put this at the end of the podcast. Because this is where we're coming back in to talk about the rest of the fucking movie. Because if you don't want to wretch like Mike B, I'm giving you a warning. This will be at the end of the podcast. Did I get get you uh, back in the group? After after Brian, please share, like, and subscribe and and all that kind of stuff. You're going to hear about a tapeworm coming out of someone's butt. So there you go. So, just warning. The it memoir. reminds me of that episode of
2: House, and that's what always freaks me out.
1: Uh, I that's where it, anyway. I, I've cut back in at this point. But that, there's it's your warning. Great
0: Men Cry Too by Daniel Darnell. Great it's a really <laughs> good memoir. Yeah. I'd
1: cry too. Don't worry. That, yeah. No way.
0: I could, yep. I can even read the, it's in the epilogue. It's right no, here. St-
1: no, 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 no. Let's get back to the fucking movie. It's, it's,
0: just, it's horribly disgusting. But, again, it really makes you think, like, you're not going to hear about a 101st veteran that dealt with that shit. You know? You're not going to hear about a 29er that dealt with that shit. You're going to hear about a fucking Wisconsin fucking National Guard guy that was a Buna that dealt with that shit. Like, (laughs) it's just, it just, fighting the Pacific was just its own hell. It's just, you can't comprehend. There's a theoretical thing, like,
2: I was at a reenactment a while back, and um, they're like, so theoretically, man, if you could go back and pick the ETO or the PTO, <coughs> we could pick And I'm like, ETO, definitely.
0: 100%. ETO, 100%. 100% ETO, 100%. You guys are stupid. Uh, the ice cream front. Fucking training troops stateside. <laughs> <You know? laughs> okay, you know. As my yeah. grandfather said, if you wore a uniform, you served. So it's like, <laughs> well, you know. The world needs ditch diggers, too. <laughs> well, I shoveled shit, Louisiana. Hey, away she goes.